2: Cough. Hey, B. YouTube, Hipster, Sweet Hair, Haberman. Thanks for being my hype man uh, on Thursday, Middle Cough. That was good. I well, the the, the
0: the hair was absolutely glorious. Was absolutely glorious. We we have some people that are wondering slash accusing
2: mm-hmm. you
0: of going. You know, mid '90s pit with some blonde streaks. Because yeah. you got you got the super short sides, long flow top. Which again, I I rock the goatee sometimes. You you can never look the same as you get older. Like I I understand the midlife crisis. I sometimes I look in the mirror. And I'm like, I want a new look. And I, I get it. Uh, I'm a big believer in always never being afraid to change. So I, I love and I, you can do whatever you want with hair when you have hair. I'm a big believer
2: in that. I've been inspired by the kids, yeah, with this hair. With this hair, last probably like six months. To me, it's just: are there blonde streaks in there? No,
0: categorically denied, John. Do you think that was the light? You could, you, you have to admit though, on the picture that whoever that was that tweeted it, <laughs> it did kind of look like it was some light.
1: Was
2: just, yeah, the setting sun, uh, shooting off uh, from you know, it sets from behind where I was standing there in the Giants dugout. And I got like, you know, it's, it's my hair when it gets sunny, the little lighter, There's, it gets some coloration. But I will anybody that doubts it, I will meet you on the streets. How long have you been this.
0: rocking this hairdo?
2: Um remember well, you know, we took that picture at the airport it was probably the first time I got it. When was that? I got to go back and find that photo, but probably like 6 Five months ago six months ago. where were you inspired by it was it was it like someone in hollywood
0: was it an actor was it uh was it an instagram model that's a male
2: you know john it's like uh uh was it just trying things was out it, was it megan rapino rapino uh i've you know for years i've been just trying to perfect the flow trying to perfect the flow and i've never been able to quite get things right i don't feel like and um and uh you know a lot of different barbers over the years you just you know it's it, it's been a lifetime a journey you know it, this is this is Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours and um product try and then finally like I just I got inspired by all the kids out there with the short sides I'm like that's I, I fucking like that you, you agree that
0: how could you ever go back to longer sides well like the that? thing
2: you know what I finally figured out like I need to grow it longer on the top, and then I'll get more control of it. Although, last night, I lost control a little bit. It got a little high. But um, Can whatever. you slick back?
0: It's hard, because once it
2: dries, it starts to puff. So, I really got to heavy product it up to keep it like... H-
0: How does Pat Riley slick it back? Do so you think he has like thinner hair, or a guy like that? You know, Michael Douglas
2: in, in uh, yeah. Wall Street. Yeah, it's a good you question. Think I, don't I think have a little thinner My hair. hair just naturally gets wavy and bigger. So, it's like, yes. I, I, if I, even if I product it up as soon as it's wet out of the shower, it'll... So, you know, it takes takes a lot of work, but um you, did I didn't think it was other, perfect hey, last night, but you, you started tweeting pictures and it and it um you know, it got some <laughs> strong reaction. Yeah, you went viral. Uh what uh did any big leaguers mention you? Say anything? mid game vote from the dugout. Just did like the slit- did put his head through his own hair and was like, I
0: like, I like it, I like it.
2: Was he playing? Was like did he start last night? Yeah, he started in left and then got taken out uh mid no hitter. <laughs> Like, like what inning? Maybe the fifth, sixth, fifth. I think. Do, it was think, like, it do you think it was fifth? No hitter played a role in him getting taken out. Probably. Well, also it was like a five-run lead. They didn't need the offense anymore. They just picked up a new guy, put him in left.
0: Bumgarner came up in a couple big spots, and again he feels a little like Barry Bonds in his prime. Like this guy's gonna hit it out. Like, he takes hacks like he's going to hit it out. Yeah. The broadcasters always mention, like, you know, and they're dead serious too. This guy probably has the most power on the team. Like, if you just showed up – Estes said that. Like, if you just showed up in batting practice, did not know anything, he's hitting the longest balls. But he never really gets close to making contact because they don't throw him fastballs anymore. But he's swinging like they're going to throw him fastballs. So, I, I, I have come around on thinking, like, yeah, just – you don't need to leave him up in big Now sp- Now, last night didn't present itself, but he doesn't really get that close to contact anymore.
2: Which was crazy. His at-bat last night uh, before the uh, Bruce Bochy interview that you captured, he had a nine-pitch at-bat in which he had two strikes and they sent the runner from first both times. So, like, they trusted him. Nine-pitch at-bat, it ties the longest at-bat of uh, Madison Bumgarner's career because he ain't going up he's the opposite of belt right he
0: ain't trying to fucking walk
2: but he's fouling yeah but he's fouling (laughs) off I
0: mean he's taking hacks though if you're anywhere near the plate he's swinging you know what quick uh, this isn't a critique I guess it's a positive comment on the broadcast usually and you know like I guess in football and just major networks sometimes the sideline person is not a major part of the broadcast like they did a pretty good job of integrating it was all kind of in one Oh, good. Like you you played a role. Did you feel that normally? Like when you do a football game, sometimes you just see like one hit. Uh, yeah. Football,
2: and baseball is a little different. I think football I guess, is but, weirder. But some, you know, there are some football crews where the sideline guy is super involved, like uh, or the sideline person, like Tom Luganville is always. He's almost like an analyst on the field. That Quinn Kestnich guy seems like he's always. Well, I, in. I
0: think wouldn't you say that college football with ESPN is a little unique? Like they yeah. chase the same because they're like yeah. breaking down players and hyping um, them up.
2: You, you like if you watch an ESPN game with like Buster Only, he's always chiming in, or you know. They, well, they've done a good job of integrating them.
0: I I, I just th- I was impressed. I would have liked an open mic, it. you know, but that's okay.
2: No, I don't <laughs> Oh, you got had, you
0: you were an open mic.
2: No, it was easy. I just say like, hey, I got some here, and then they let me talk. So it was cool. Yeah.
0: How about when they're, you busted out the sources with. about the? Uh, How did the you guard? like that?
2: I thought you would like that. I thought you would like that.
0: That yeah. that was a that was a strong move.
2: I spoke to a Giants official who told me, "quote We're where looking you, hard." Where were you all game? Mostly in the Giants' dugout, like right on the end of the dugout. Do you, do you get to hear some banner? The, with The Amy G, G. spot. Do do baseball players talk a lot during the game? Yeah, it was pretty loose. You know what? Like one thing I saw in there was a pretty loose – it's pregame, like very loose dugout.
0: What about um, during the
2: game? Like are guys rapping about what pitches they're seeing and stuff like that? Yeah, and I just think people are just talking about random stuff. And I was right by the steps where people would just say stuff. Like they'd come over, look at – I don't know, just ask whatever. How's the youth like – Couple guys like Bam Bam and Ron Wotus, Like, how's the YouTube thing going? People liking it? That's what the Hensley Mullins like. Are people liking it? How's Mid-game. the game? He goes, "How's the feedback?" <laughs> like, oh, it's pretty good. And then you had sent me a you had sent me like an uh, like a uh, graphic that had the biggest websites on the internet, right? And it was like Google One, and, and I was like, "Well, I think, it's ba- it's basically Google, YouTube, Facebook, and then a lot of porn." Like, well, when you said <laughs> it, I'm like, "What? Is, are these all the people commenting? Is it just all these <laughs> porn sites? What is he doing?" No, those are the most clicked-on sites in America. And so I said to Hensley, I said, yeah, I think it's pretty good. You know, it's the second biggest site uh, on the internet. Just You had just sent me that. And he's like, oh, what's number one? I was like, Google, which owns it? He was like, oh, Google. Oh, it makes sense. Google owns YouTube? I think so, yeah. Wow, vertically integrated. Pretty genius. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? I mean, now you got me wondering. But, uh, yeah, there's well, a lot.
0: It's, you it know, like it well. makes sense because when you type in, like, San Francisco Giants, right, or just whatever, into Google.
2: Yeah, they bought you it You notice the first thing
0: is all YouTube's?
2: It's all integrated. These tech companies, printing money! It's good for baseball, too, because I think the average baseball viewer is like 54, and an average YouTube viewer is like 18 to 20, 34, 24. It's, 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 I give
0: baseball credit, and I know a lot of the old stiffs did not like last night. They are like, I have my cable! Where is the game? I don't know, we're pushing it. You guys are, well, actually tech, you know, medicine's gotten a lot better. They're going to live longer. but So if you're going to live longer, dude, that's 60 and complaining, you better cut the cord probably uh, because everyone – you
2: don't even need to cut the cord. Like you can just have YouTube on your smart TV. It connects. That's what – That's right. yeah, that's what I think surprised me. Not surprised me, but I just assumed most people would be watching on mobile, but so many people just watch it on their TV, whether they have the Apple TV or the, one of the sticks or just a smart TV. Smart TVs are cheap. One of, That's one of the smart things. I don't know if the uh, – TV world subsidizes TVs, they're so damn cheap, but making sure that everyone has a smart TV is pretty good for the business. Just everybody. You're saying business. like the technology people? Just yeah, just making sure that YouTube on your on your television is accessible is important because maybe the 20-year-olds don't care about it, but all the people half the world, I don't know, half the world, but like all the older people who aren't used to it are going to want to try it on their TV. So making it easy for them to do that's a big deal.
0: Well, here's what I would say is People argue, like, not everyone's on Twitter, and obviously not. A lot more people are on Facebook, but still not everyone's on that. I would say the majority of people have watched TV, and if they don't watch TV, they watch it through their computer now. Like, they consume t- television some way or f- some form or fashion, right?
2: Yeah. Just and nature YouTube. of the beast. They consume YouTube. And YouTube, like YouTube, unlike Facebook, is a... Video primarily video platform. Well, think about this: YouTube gets
0: YouTube gets everyone because, like me and you, we're not actually normal people in our mid early Uh, thirties. I'm (laughs) good. That, like, Uh, I I I I I just I shouldn't have Comcast, but I just do for the ease of it. Whatever, it it doesn't really bother me. But I understand, like, how much longer am I going to have it? We'll see. Like, I I understand that it's not going to be forever but I also consume a shitload of YouTube, whether it's... Did you read the Adam Gase article I sent you?
2: I have not read it yet, no.
0: Well, one thing he does, and I've started doing this too, he, like, is big on... Uh, he has a guitar, <laughs> and sometimes, like, when everyone's left the office at, like, 11 o'clock at night, he'll just jam out to the guitar. But he's clearly, like, a big Pearl Jam and rock guy. And he's just like, yeah, I'll just throw in Pearl Jam on my YouTube, and then I'll just see where it goes, right? Because if you're just working and you That's have right. YouTube going, and I do this with music... You just get random music. He's like, this guy just got music in the back. I don't even know what's playing. And I was like, God, Adam Gay's, you know, a little older than us. He's actually not that old at all for a guy that's been a head coach now for a while. Uh, I think he's 40. And like, most people use YouTube in some form or fashion, right? To maybe listen to their podcast, to listen to music in the background of when they're at their office, to do whatever. you do not not even in television. You just go to that site. Yep. And hell, like you said, everyone uses Google. And now Google vertically integrated forced you to that site. Well, yeah, Games well, changed. saying
2: saying I don't know how to use YouTube is like saying I don't know how to use Google because it's...
0: Well, it's saying you're a worthless YouTube, human. No one cares about you. That's what I'd say. Because YouTube as a, is... As a consumer.
2: Like YouTube, this is where I think it's really... I don't think people have quite grasped this yet. YouTube is a search engine, right? It's not just where you... it's It has become well, a search engine.
0: Yes, it's the number two search engine in the world behind Google. Um. And now that's even crazier when I know that they're connected. I mean, Jesus, Uh, one point
2: six billion is what Google bought YouTube for a few years ago. Probably, uh, probably underpaid.
0: Well, what do you think YouTube's worth right now?
2: Would you rather own the Clippers or YouTube?
0: Uh, Was I already super rich? Uh, Not just
2: for making, just from a business standpoint, I'd rather own YouTube. (laughs) Um, but it would be pretty sweet to own an NBA team because you just go to all these games fucking courtside. <laughs> I, I was a little... The thing that caught me is like, I got so many people messaging. Like, I just was tagged in a lot of tweets of people going like, oh, this doesn't suck. Oh, this is easy. This isn't that bad. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it was cool. I, I, I You should be like... You're on the forefront. You've done... Think about this guy. I'd argue that like... You're gonna fucking be calling NFL games one day or whatever. I mean that's inevitable. That baseball, basketball. I mean you've already done them, but think of all the people right now that are on like networks, like network TV. It's they're holding on for dear life. You know, even like the way the Giants broadcast, it's gonna dramatically change probably in the next five years. But you've done the the uh, how'd you call Tiger Woods' first victory? VR. Yeah, you've done virtual reality, which that might be still a little far away, but clearly that is coming one day. Yeah, I think
2: and, the, the main holdup there is quality of the video, like when you can get it 4K and just accessibility of the headsets. Yeah. Because not, I mean the headsets, it'd be like a flat screen TV in like 05. Like they're just Yeah, it's just, and the quality the video is not the cameras, it's just really they're not quite it's not really HD in the headset, you
0: know? Yeah. But once they Good. get it there. In YouTube TV games, so it's like I'd be like, in twenty years, when YouTube TV is very normal to consume an NFL game, you'd be I like, "Yeah, was I, was take- the, I was one of the first guys." I, yeah, I'm just maybe it's seven. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know either. That's
2: the thing. I, well, I, you
0: just the one thing you do know is just the fight of the Comcast's of the old school CVS's. Like they ain't they ain't leaving or you know easily. It's it's a war zone, and, and I've seen. Like the NBA and the NFL, as long as their older, older owners are still around, especially in the NFL, like Jerry and Kraft are loyal to the Les Moonveses of the world. At least, like, their kids won't be. So, it might be a one CBA away. Or not, what, however, you know, their right, deal. Right, right, right. Like, like, Jerry, because those people could still pay. Maybe not as much as YouTube, but Jerry, to me and Kraft... Or the NBA actually probably be more likely to go to YouTube TV before the NFL. I just don't see the NFL kicking like CBS and Fox to the curb,
2: right? Yeah, also because the NFL <clears throat> is currently putting the highest rated things on television, as it is, right?
0: Yeah, like their ability to make money there is, <clears throat> in their probably mind, well, we're still we're running circles around everyone else in the medium. I bet YouTube would be like, well, guys, look at what we can do. Guess what you, yeah. We can go... See that number? We can go 3X. Yep. 3X, Jerry. Jerry's like, well, Les... Actually, I think Les is gone, right? He got in a little trouble. That's that's correct, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Les Moonves Jr. It's always weird in like the corporate structures where I, I read this about Zuckerberg, and you see this like with the Murdoch's family with Fox, how they become like these Fortune 500 companies. They're publicly traded, but yet like the people that start the company... Can still kind of hold on and control the company. But, like, they kind of can't. Like, it's still on the board, but their kids are still running the company. It's kind of crazy how that works.
2: Not like, uh, what's his name who got forced out at Men's Warehouse, you know? I like the way you look. I guarantee it. He got forced out? What's his name? He's an Oakland guy. He's a big Ace fan. George oh, yeah. Zimmer? Did,
0: didn't he start the Black Tux?
2: Yeah. Something like that.
0: Did you see... Started uh, the company. Bullshit. Did, did you see our friends and our partners... At ease.com, I think since we last talked, San Francisco is allowing them to sell and openly smoke weed and dabble in whatever you want inside outside lands at grasslands.
2: I saw that, yeah.
0: I mean, that's, it's, I mean in all seriousness, it's a pretty big deal kind of uh, breakthrough moment for society, in all seriousness. You talk
2: about being on the cutting edge. That's what Middlecoff was all over. We got to get Ease on the podcast. We got to get Ease on the podcast. Haberman, CBD, it's the future. Weed, it's the future. Uh, And uh, you guys have been supporting it. Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, E-A-Z-E. Use the promo code HAM, your first order, 20% off. Um, And uh, right now, actually today, I think, is today the last deal of their, uh, uh, the last day of some of their like pre outside lands deals on the website. Well, the thing kicks of off. Is,
0: is it officially, uh, unofficially kick off yesterday? Oh, really? I know it. Con- it really gets going tonight. I
2: don't. I don't M- maybe know. Maybe
0: it is just tonight. I mean, tonight it starts for sure. Oh, so,
2: childish Gambino.
0: Oh yeah, if you're D- Danny Glover. I mean, if you are going, I almost said the Stones, but it's not the Stones. It was yeah, the Stones. <laughs> uh, the third Eye Blind. Uh, you, you guys know that are listening. Who's going? Uh, have fun. Go see Grasslands. Take some pictures for us and buy some product. You See if the promo code works just with the dude at the counter, you know? That's a good call. <laughs> just be like, promo code ham. What the fuck are you talking about? You right. Yeah. You we
2: want them to get complaints. Why is everybody saying promo code ham to yeah. us? Yeah. The Tell them all count.
0: promo code ham. Enjoy it. And uh, it should be a pretty fun time. That's props. The city of San Francisco and just the mun- municipalities and the 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 politicians around here can be a little wacky, but that's I, I give them credit for that one. Come a long way since Camella was locking people up for smoking weed around these parts. E a z e dot com.
2: That's your weed. That's your weed, right? Uh, yes. Uh, ease Wellness. That's your CBD delivery. That's your it. CBD. Yep. Ease Wellness all over the world, all over America. Actually, that reminds me. Somebody D- last difference night. is ease dot com. I think
0: you know for those that are new is like Uber Eats, like they will drive and deliver to your house, mainly in California, Portland too. Uh, EaseWellness.com, for our listeners that don't live in California and want CBD, like you live in Arizona, Texas, wherever, it's like Amazon, they can deliver, wherever. It's like drop, drop, like
2: drop in front of your door. I, uh, I'm sorry, John, I'm just trying to find somebody who's a Phillies fan in the East Coast, and was watching the YouTube game last night. Hit me up to say listen to the podcast. He's like, "Oh, I like it's it. Like, well, I've I get never that seen guy. you before."
0: Well, I'll tell you this: I, I always, I guess, what time was first pitch last night? A little earlier now, huh? Six forty-five. Uh huh. So it's not quite as late. But I've always marvelled at the ability for East Coast sports fans to just consume sports and not ever complain. Like, oh yeah, watch the Phillies game. It's like, bro, it's eleven thirty at night. How are you doing this? And they're like, "Is what we do when we go on West Coast road trips?" Or how about Monday Night
2: Football for them starts at eight fifteen at night? Well, you know, I've always said this part. Like, I don't like East Coast bias is like it's 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 harder for them out there. So yes, they pay attention to their own teams. It's crazy. I'm with. But
0: also, no one sees the Pac twelve night games. Well, they're right. They don't because they're asleep. They kick off at ten thirty at night. So correct. Even if it's a Saturday night, you're staying up till midnight. I mean sometimes the first quarter in a in a college football game can last 45 minutes so you're already at like 11:30. I got I got to give a little props guy. Yeah. We mentioned it last podcast. They'll be on the podcast officially as a sponsor next week.
2: I got mine Listen, right. Listen,
0: I I'm a uh like like I think most men naturally pretty hairy, get pretty bushy. Not not just down low at the family jewels but all over my body. I've had a lot of war wounds. I've, I've cut some nipples before. I've cut that uh, thing I think is officially called the scrotum. Uh, and you can get aggressive. you got to be very, very careful. This thing, I swear to God, they're not paying me to say this yet. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it really, I I, it, I got pretty aggressive and it was smooth. I, I'm impressed, guy. This, the Lawn Mower 2.0 is is an elite product. And you use the promo code HAM at Manscaped.com and you get 20% off. I, I, again... Shameless, unpaid, no bias. I used it. Now well, I mean, they sent it to It's paid
2: free. kind of, but still. Doesn't mean it that, just because you get paid for something doesn't invalidate. The
0: but I have but we have we are not getting paid till to read the ads till next week. No, but so we really a-
2: want people to to use it. We really want you to go support it because they're supporting the podcast.
0: I'm just a believer in the product guy. Yeah. i, no, really I, I have not- recommend, you know, if you got a free afternoon, just you know, try, just mosey on into the bathroom over the toilet and try it out.
2: I need mean, to get the vacuum cleaner out. That's always what, what the, my well, outfit my on. Well, I'm
0: a big fan of like I go seat up and you kind of position your legs over the top and you just – you still lose some hairs to the side. You probably have to be – you know, you got a woman there, so you can't make a mess. <laughs> yeah.
2: For me, I got to go chest though. It's just it, – you know, like it's a bigger production.
0: Well, same with me. Well, here's what I do. Right I bring like a little washcloth in and you just all – like every like seven or eight swipes – you just kinda of, you know, swipe it. And just make sure you get it going. Because it oh, can it's interesting. It, it can just kind of sit there on your body. I'm right? sure Well, I always shower after I'm sure everybody's well, I'm yeah. sure there's like
2: a bunch of methods out there that we don't know about that people could share with us.
0: <laughs> well it's something I think a lot of us, you know, in two thousand nineteen do. You got you got you can't just be a hairy woolly mammoth anymore.
2: It's like who was I talking sorry, well, to about? Well that's where I'm getting day. my white hairs, John, is in like my chest hair. I've got like two know. on my top of my head, but I got like several in my chest.
0: I don't. I, I don't really have any gray hairs yet. But then again, I don't have any hairs. <laughs> I, I actually think. Why do you think guys, as someone with hair, freak out for the gray hairs? Because it makes they feel older. Because a lot know. of times gray hairs aren't necessarily for for people like under fifty. It's more stress related and stuff, right? Than it is necessarily like age.
2: Our lives We're, are stressful.
0: Is it just genetics? I don't know. I don't get
2: it. I, I, yeah, I, I think actually it's all that look stuff. at it
0: like a... Uh, kind of like a badge of courage. Like, you're just a weather badass.
2: Well, also because, like, if you... I guess there are plenty of dye jobs out there that I can't tell are dye jobs. But if I can tell it's a dye job, then you should just... You're better off being having white hair.
0: Like, how, how do you think Greg Papa's hair is so naturally brown? His hair looks great. It does. <laughs> it's great. See, his hair, like, different from your hair... And people keep asking when he get on the podcast. Try. What do you think about next week? Meet him in Danville sometime between games. Yeah, next week works, or the next next week or the following week. Uh, he your hair and like back when I had hair was thick like a bear. His is perfectly right. like it's it's thin, thin, but it yeah. but it's but, but it's, it's not. Thinning. not Yeah, it's 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 the ultimate combo, and maybe that's like the Pat Riley Michael Douglas. If he wanted to, I think he'd go slick back. It's easier, right? When you have
2: thinner hair, do the slick back. Yeah, it's uh, and it's easier to to have it. Like Greg will go no product, and it still looks, you know, just it still sits. Like if I go no product, it becomes like eight feet tall. Good point. You don't think I could take Bochy? No. (laughs) Are they under five? How about Kapler?
0: How about you? I mean, you kind of gave Kapler a fucking tough question there mid-game. What did I say to him? What do you Which think's up he's... with Aaron Nola?
2: Yeah, just fucking.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a softball, though. And I think he was just like, whoa. But he
2: held it together. You know softballs. I got to gotta say, this. I I gotta say this about Gabe Kapler. So I've always thought he's too tan. And, like, nobody who works hard at their job could be that tan. Because I assumed he has to go pool or tanning bed whatever. I think he's Tanner on TV. I mean, he's tan. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wish I was as tan as him, but it actually like standing, like seeing him in person versus seeing him on TV. It looks just like a more natural kind of normal tan. I always look on TV to me. It looks so dark, but then like I saw him and he's got like a line kind of just like it gets a little lighter by his shirt line, which tells me he's not like shirtless tanning every day. So I have guys, shirtless tanning takes 10 minutes. But I I'm saying go, I don't think... I used think, to go in
0: Philly, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I'm saying I don't... Th- it doesn't look... His tan looks... Na- I just don't think he's as dark as he looks on TV once I saw him in person for the first time. And so I take back some of my... Uh, nice
0: guy. Did you talk to him b- beside that interview? Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, you
2: big, know, on, just... big, big on eye... Icon- like, huge out of eye contact. Big eye contact guy. What do you think the vibe of the Phillies? Bryce? Isolated? Well, I don't know. I didn't really get a good... I didn't like I didn't, It wasn't in their clubhouse pregame. Postgame because, is tough because they lost, and so it's always weird in there. Someone tweeted at me yesterday, or maybe DM'd
0: me, and said, like, I've been to a couple Niner practice, so he must be a season ticket holder. And he's like, one thing I've noticed is at every drill, and this, this is a good scouting job by this guy. Now, I guess if you're going to a Niner practice, you realize quickly, you know, you, you can't really keep an eye on everything. It's easier just to lock in on one thing. So I think he this guy locked in on the defensive line and he's like, I noticed every after every drill that Nick Bosa stands by himself. Hmm. And he's not by anyone. I'm like Yeah, he's like, should I make anything of that? Is it is it because of his voting record, you think? Well, that I mean, I don't think he was really getting at that. I think it was more yeah, I mean that's I hate, I hate do the people like him. That I even go there, sorry. I, I know, it's just it's sad. It shows you're kind of a coastal elitist now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and I think, I I honestly, my, my takeaway it's, I haven't heard that or noticed it is I do think like anything in life, any business, when you're the new guy, young guy, and you're, it's just, it's a little awkward for a little while. Right. And if you're person, if you do not have a super outgoing personality, you just, there's a feeling out process.
2: Right. Yeah. I also wonder like. If you're a rookie, now, obviously, like, Jonathan Abram doesn't fall in this category. If part of it is you just kind of focus on what's going on instead of bullshitting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a part of it. I, I But I just think everyone's personality is different. And yeah. if, just hearing him talk, he is kind of a quieter guy, it feels like. Well, you know what? I'd be interested. I saw, did you see that, some of that interview with Miles Garrett the other day? No, but I did see Joe Thomas tweet last night. He's being held on every
2: play, and he fucking dominated the preseason game. Really? They asked him, like, they said to him, like, are you – I don't remember exactly how the question was phrased, but it was basically like, are you kind of an outsider? Or, like, are you – you are do you have anything in common with your teammates? And he's like, not really. He's like, you know, I like weird stuff. Like, I like anime, cartoon, whatever that shit is. And I like whatever the other – whatever else he does. I don't even know what else he does. But he Doesn't does he paint or something? Yeah, like paint. Like he just—he's like, I like different stuff. So no. Oh, the question was, do you fit in? And he said, no, I don't fit in. But he's like, the one thing is, we all have a common goal. Like I want to—we want to fucking win. Like we care about playing football, and we—we we bond on that. But I don't get the like—I don't think he's hanging out with his teammates that much, like off the field. Like I'd be curious, what does that look like during a practice? I think it was a really good answer from him, and he but wasn't think- like crying about it. You're just saying, like, I'm just different, but you know, that's okay. We got other would stuff you, in common. Football. Do you
0: see I think Chris Haynes in that Kevin Durant article wrote, like, Kevin Durant wasn't even talking to his teammates, really. But if you just watch them play, when they tried, it was like they were best friends, right? I, I don't think you need to be BFFs.
2: Kind of weird in basketball, though.
0: It is a little different in basketball, just because there's only a limited amount of guys. It's probably with baseball and then definitely with football. time you get more humans, you're just more likely to have people with different interests beside the common interest they have of playing the sport. And I think the tough part about football is going into Bosa. Like, it's pretty clear. It would be hard for the Bosa brothers to be as good as they are. Joey's Joey's obviously really good. Nick, as we'll get into his injury right now, is really good when he's on the field. The problem is he just can't stay on the field. But you can't be that good at something just by natural talent, like, to a point. Like, you have to really care about the sport. But... If your interest, if certain guys like to drink, you don't like to drink. Certain guys like to party, you don't like to party. If you like novels, they don't like to read. You know, maybe you want to own a business, they don't. You know, it's just not everyone has the same interests in life. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Some it's guys adorable. have four kids. Some guys don't.
0: Yeah, some guys just people just live differently. It's just welcome to society. You know, I think if you went into any company or any team and you just pulled. 10 people that are in a similar age range in that company. Now, ideally, in the, comp- in the sports, in the professional sports world, you like them to like the sport because you're paying them so much money. And typically, to be good at something, you have to like the sport. And, and I do think, for the most part, it's hard to be good at the sport if you don't like the sport. Now, you don't have to watch the sport necessarily, like be a junkie. But when you're in it, like Julio Jones a good example. He claims he doesn't really watch football. And people be like, does he even like football? Well, clearly he does because he wouldn't spend as much time working on his craft and maintaining as good as he's been for the last 10 years if he didn't like football, right? He might not like care about it much when he's not in the building, like watching other people play, but he cares about himself and his team aspect of football. Or else he there's no way he could sustain and maintain that level of dominance. But some guys, like in a, in a perfect world, I think you want them. Like Everyone would love for the guys just to be junkies, right? Just yeah. We just can't get this guy out of the building, man. He just, he eat, breathes, sleeps, and he just gets enough. Like, I, I'll give, uh, you know, before we get into Bosa, actually, let's get about Bryce Harper. When I just watch Bryce Harper, does he love baseball? Or has he just always been really good at it, likes working at it, but he kind of wants to do it his own way? I don't ever get the vibe watching Bryce that he loves baseball. Like Bumgarner, fucking it's his life. Vote, eat breathe, sleeps it. Bryce, love, Bochi, life. Like Sabian, life. Harper, mm. like Jeter. Like clearly Jeter was kind of all in. Like was A-Rod just super, super talented? Think he's, he loves it but probably doesn't love it as much as he actually thinks he loves it?
2: That's an interesting question. Uh, I heard somebody uh, – what was I watching? I was watching one of the um, – Because I, I don't know if I'd want to pay with, with $330 with million for
0: a guy that doesn't love it.
2: But I don't think he play like, I don't think that is – even if he – I understand why you say it, like, body language. I don't think it's reflected in the way he plays the game, though. You know what I mean? If if that's the case for him. Like, I, I do think you get a good effort it, from him.
0: It, it is harder to judge in baseball because, like you've always said – when you hit – if you play a series on a weekend and you guys have like 10, seven total hits for, the, for like a three- or four-game series,
2: it looks like you're not trying, right? And I think Bryce is – like all the times I've watched him and talking to some of the Phillies people, like they feel like he's played really hard from day one. So, you know, that's all you really can ask, I, I guess. I, I mean, you want him to be good. But I was watching one of those <laughs> – Yeah, I, I think you can ask no, more on no, well, Yeah, I, I just mean in terms of like if on, on the Lovett scale. Like, do you love it? Do you not? Well, if you're playing hard, what difference does it make to me? Like, as your team, it it, is, it it, it is, it is hard to tell in baseball. Um, Jerry Seinfeld. I was watching one of his comedians in cars with uh, Martin Short and Martin Short asked him like, did you get into like show business because you just really loved comedy or did you want to be rich and did you want to be famous? And Jerry's like, yeah, both. Why do they have to be separate? He's like, yes, (laughs) I wanted to, you know, and so the point being, Like for, let's say your example of A-Rod, like how much do you love baseball? How much do you just love the money? How much do you love being famous? Like, well, ideally we always say, we want you to play for free. It's like, well, whatever you're playing for, if it's for being famous or if it's for the money, if you're doing it hard because it all gets you to that end game, if playing hard at baseball gets you money and that's what motivates you, fine. If it gets you famous and that's what motivates you, fine. Like, whatever. Just are you good? Like, do you get the most out of your talent? You could argue it as Bryce. You could, A-Rod, you could argue A Rod got more out of his talent than. Uh... Yeah. To to me,
0: the the Phillies would die for Bryce to be A Rod, right? <laughs> yeah, but next, I, like, but again, years.
2: I don't think it's like I don't think their feeling is that Bryce is not having the year they want him to have because he doesn't love it or he's not playing hard. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Um, all right. Now we did get a text from somebody the other day. Please, no more 25-minute Bosa segments. The good news is this is not just a Bosa segment, and unfortunately, if you hate the segments, I guess it's good for you. He's not going to be on the field with nothing to talk about with him for a month. Uh, this sucks, John. But Ratchy Rap- two- called it only an ankle injury. And I'm like, only an ankle sprain? Only? Well, That's not or- only. Well, he jumped the gun.
0: He was wrong. He acted like it was no big deal. Then they came back and said the next day it was much worse than he reported. Like it's they he Lynch yesterday on KNBR, uh, said the the big radio station here in the Bay Area. For those of you that don't know, that he has a high ankle sprain. Use those words, the dreaded high ankle sprain. Not a full high ankle sprain, but he's like, yeah, it's partially a high ankle sprain. So when you know, the guy tweeting at us, maybe he's a Raider fan. I I don't know. I I, I didn't get think it. I didn't think he was. Ma- yeah, I just thought he was like I, I'm born. I'm but he, but here's the out. problem. Here's the problem. He actually got hurt. Like, he's out now. Like, this this is a story. The number two overall pick had a major injury, who he has a injury past, and is now out. And they can't even confirm or deny that he will be ready for game one. So, to me, the 49ers this week, Jarek McKinnon is already back to not playing his knee swole up again. He's never going to play for the 49ers. I, I, I,
2: yeah, I could take. Uh, I, I expect, if I see him play a game and like have 20 carries or just 20 touches I'll be shocked. For
0: sure. Uh, Armstead I think's banged up but whatever, that's not I don't I'm putting that much stock into that. But D Ford and Bosa right now are out. D Ford in a perfect world, Lynch said, will come back in a week or two. Obviously Bosa is out for the preseason. It can't be disputed that they fired every single human from their training staff to their doctors to their strength staff. It's a major problem and to be a weekend. And have two guys. Now, granted, the two guys have shown you, well, kind of, because I'll say this about D Ford. Here's what I know about D Ford. Two of the last three years, he's played 16 games. And talking with Pop out at practice earlier this week, he's like, if you look at D Ford last year, he never really came off the field. So they they used him a lot. Now, maybe they knew, like, free agency. As Pat Hill once famously yeah. said in a, in a staff meeting about week two. Uh, Ryan Matthews is going to leave after this year. So let's ride the goddamn horse. You know, let's, and I, So I do understand where Z. Kelly is coming from because those conversations do take place. Was there a conversation that Andy looked at Bob Sutton and goes, Bob, we're not going to resign this player. So ride him like Secretariat. And that they did. Yeah. Well, the Niners then made a move for him. Now, financially, they didn't give up that much, but they did give up a lot in draft equity. A second-round pick for them is important in theory. I mean, it's it's just a valuable pick. And, like, I I don't know any way around it Beside, this week's a disaster for them. Now, does that impact winning or losing come, I think, September 8th is a game against Tampa? I saw today Vita Vaya. Vita however you say his name. Vaya, yeah. He he
2: had an injury. He's out. But I think they were happy that they thought it might have been worse than it turned out to be, but yeah. Wasn't he banged up last year? Yeah, his careers. Yes.
0: It's not going well, right? For a guy that was picked 12th or 11th. Was I'm
2: pretty sure. Also, didn't they pass
0: on Durwin James, the local guy for him? Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I, I talk convince me that it's not a disaster week. No, I can't. It is a disaster week for the 49ers.
2: It's a disaster week because what did we say on the last podcast? And I, which, I'm
0: not counting McKinnon. I'm just talking about these two
2: guys. Yeah, like we talked about this on the last pod, and <laughs> it was you know an hour or two after the podcast came out, maybe more. Bosa was hurt. And one of the points was, well, the reason you get both, like the reason you don't let getting one dictate getting the other is because D Ford gets hurt. That's why D Ford, you get him and you do Bosa. You don't say to yourself, well, we're getting Bosa, don't get D, or we're getting D, don't get Bosa. You do them both because guys get hurt. Well, there goes the safety net. (laughs) What would have been the argument? Let's say Ruben
0: Foster would have still been on the team and. Hypothetically had, so this is a hypothetical, he stays right. on the team, does not blow out his knee in Niners practice. You still probably this
2: offseason still go sign Quan Alexander, right? Right. Like, well, the example would be also the conversation we had when he was still on the team, and we were talking about uh, before the 2018 draft, who do you draft? And I think the discussion we agreed was like, if you think Roquan Smith is the best player when you draft, who cares that you have Ruben Foster? You should draft him. Did you see the
0: highlight of his sack last night? It was pretty sweet. Roquan? He like... Shot through the offensive line and just no. destroyed a quarterback. Uh, I
2: did see Gardner Minshew get up just... Uh, he, is up
0: he alive today? <sighs> he got, the Jags, you never know what to put into preseason games, but I just look at their box score. I think they lost like 29 to nothing. Really? Like, uh, but again, preseason game. It's just I, The guy, they fired every single person, yeah. and now they're having the same issues again. But you could argue these two guys, is it the same issues, or are these humans just having the same issues they've always had?
2: Well... How did, did you, how did you convince like you can say how did, all you. Want. How did he do it, Bosa? Someone fell on him. Freak
0: deal, and I, I always and that's what they keep hammering home. Freak deal, freak deal. And you can say freak deal all you want, but why does Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald or DeForest Buckner never have freak deals? Why, why does this guy first practice for the 49ers pull his hamstring last year? Terra's growing as a, as a high school kid. As a high school kid, ACL like. Yeah, to me, it's a freak deal. If someone falls on if if tomorrow at Bears practice someone falls on Khalil Mack and he breaks a toe and he's out till week one and they're like, yeah, it was a freak deal. Oh, you know what I'd you.
2: say? Look at you. You couldn't even fake put him out for six weeks into <laughs> yeah. the season. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say freak. What, what deal. a Bears homer.
0: <laughs> broke his toe. You know, broke his toe. And uh, <laughs> which <laughs> you know. which toe, John? I'm gonna go like pinky toe. <laughs> But it's just I, I I'm sorry, guys. Not uh this is what you get with this guy. And they so, can they can talk about it all they want and I understand he's been good and I've been singing his praises, but Jesus Christ he's always hurt. He's always hurt.
2: You know, you could make a case that the Niners training staff issue is is the uh is the egg, not the chicken. That the chicken the thing that comes first is all the players with injury histories that they then, that they put the training staff in charge of. Now, we're just around this team all the time. Does every other team, like, I? can you just hit up, like, Jordan Renan and ask him? if for the last seven years, every year, they're talking about players coming in who have injury histories like the Niners have brought in, the injury histories they've drafted and signed? I,
0: I think every team in an off
2: season will take
0: a flyer, right? right
2: did I say, was right, Renan's Giants, not even. Yeah, no, he's, he's the Eagles. Giants. Yeah, so. But, like, they're an example of. Sorry, Jordan Renan.
0: Well, think about Big this. Fan. Their two draft picks this year, Daniel Jones and the big guy from Clemson. What was his name? Uh, Lawrence, I think. Dexter Lawrence. Like Those guys just play. They're healthy. And you know what they did in, in college? Daniel Jones, like a three-year starter at Duke. Lawrence, he played at Clemson for two straight years. Never missed a snap until he got nailed for taking something that we never really got explained to us. But, like, they just don't get hurt. They just play. The Niners, the last several years, Reuben Foster. Well, what was the red flag on Reuben? At the end of the day... No one really cares that much about you screaming at a doctor at the combine if you're good. It was they thought his shoulder was fucked up. So what happens when he gets here? Well, he couldn't practice. Why? Because he had a bad shoulder. And one of the knocks was well his playing style. I don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. That came to fruition fast, right? He didn't make it through a half of the first game. What was the number one red flag when they acquired D Ford? It's like well he's had soft tissue injuries, had back injuries. Boom, already tendonitis. Bosa, God, he's been injured. He's been injured twice. This was before the two Niner injuries. It was like, well, he's had two major injuries. Were they kind of freaky? Well, one was in high school, and then the other one ended his college career. You go, well, it's pretty risky. And then boom, boom, back to back. Like, it is, They cannot, with a straight face, say this guy is not an injury-prone player, right? Not at this point. He can shake it, maybe, if he goes six or seven years of being healthy, but... It's going to take several
2: years to shake that. Well, that, that, that to me, defines his career right now. Well You know what I'm starting to wonder, John? Is how, when is it Quan Alexander?
0: Well, see, to me, I, I'd have to go back and text someone in the league. Was Quan a one-off? Like, he tore his ACL and he's been healthy the majority I of his think career?
2: He had, I thought he had a high school ACL, too. Let me see. See, to me, it's based on I'll look at I thought your, he's I think he's had two knee injuries. I don't even where did Quan go to college? LSU. Goddamn. So I
0: look at Quan's NFL.com page. This is gonna be his fifth year in the league. He's been a full-time starter since the moment he got drafted. Twelve 12-12, year one. So he missed four games. Next year, 16-16. 2017. 12 of 12. So he's missed four games. So unless one of those years he got popped for PEDs or something, which I don't think he did. He's getting injuries. And last year six of six. So every game Quan has played in the NFL guy, every single game. He's a starter. Like he's that caliber of player. But he's missed eight. So in four years he's missed eight and then last year he missed 10, he's missed 18 games in four years. So an he averages per year of like four point two games a year. Think about that.
2: So it's it's happening.
0: Like this is who they're acquiring.
2: Now you could argue,
0: well, Luke Keekly and Bobby Wagner ain't hitting free agency, so what are you gonna do? Like there's a reason Quan hit free agency. If he had been healthy, the the Tampa Bay would have extended him probably a year ago, right? I, they are they play with fire and they keep getting burned. That's the way I'd put it. And some teams just avoid playing with fire. Or avoid it less like the Niners are depending on it. That's, well, that's the that, pro, that, Like
2: that, that's where they're we've talked about their depth a lot over the last 24 months. Right. And it still lacks. And, but it's you, really going to like when you when you start losing guys like this when you start when you lose both your defensive ends like that's i mean your two biggest off-season acquisitions
0: again just total disaster if i told my, you my well, question I, is if they have another disastrous season like they go 6 and 10 they, they're missing guys on and off all season who gets blamed
2: like well i think just, john john and kyle for acquiring per, if 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 the guys that have injury history don't play then I think they get blamed.
0: Well, th- th- this is why, and it's even cemented more over the last couple of days, that I-, I have no excuse. Like, there, you don't get to do injuries anymore. Like, you've got to do that the first two years. To me, it's it's now or never. Like, I, I-, 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 I am more confident now that it's playoffs or bust for me in terms of the way I view Kyle. Like if, if he's not able to win nine ten games and make a wild card game, I I can't keep talking about him and holding him in the reverence of being one of these top. He he no longer he just you know what he is. He's a highly thought of play caller who's not a good head who's not a great head coach clearly and cl- an awful
2: evaluator. Yeah, to me, I don't know if the scenario you just laid out automatically means he's a bad head coach, but it definitely would mean if all those guys are hurt, he's bad at personnel. Or should, or he, at least he shouldn't be in charge of the personnel.
0: And he, and he, and he might not be as good of a head.
2: Like he clearly might not be. Yeah, makes a playoff. It's open.
0: like we start do adding it up. Like McVay, those guys are getting it done. Well, it's like how's his defense?
2: How's the defensive coordinator he chose? Right.
0: Yeah. Like again, if if McVeigh playoffs again and Kyle has a disaster season where guys are in and out, especially right if Todd Gurley is in and out and they that don't skip a beat. It's right. Like they're running they're running circles around you guys, and this should this is not going to be tolerated. Except around these parts. (laughs) But I mean, I tolerated from the fact of you're going to no more, no more just positive talk like about like what it could like, no, we we have evidence now and it's a disaster. Like you are, you're going to get talked about like the Pat Shermers and all these other coaches that are not doing a good job. Like that's what you are. You're no longer this shooting star anymore. You are, we have evidence of you just doing a shitty job. Like you just lose. That's
2: why I think it's so important. They're not going to get fired. Well, this is where I th- I would disagree on the Pat Shermer thing because I think again, all, so much of this depends on how it looks. Like if offensively they look really good, but their their injury their defense is just too injury riddled to compete. A lot of what you said is fair, but I that, I don't think he'd be in the Pat Shermer category. I don't think he'd get put there at least. Yeah, how things? Know. My point is just how things look matter, right? And that's, and and I'm that's
0: where I'm trying to get away from like I, I'm done with the how things look, kind of because but how just, things look are is real. But you just look at the history of the league like in this sport, like in the NBA, it's really hard to have a good team right if you don't have star players. We all understand that. like no one, no one expects a team with no good players to be good. That's just it's just not even fair. But in the NFL consistently shows good head coaches. Even with weird personnel situations, as long as they have somewhat of a competent quarterback, and now the Niners do, in their first couple years they find a way to get it done. And I I think we'd have like it doesn't work this way if he has another super shitty season and they're drafting the top five again.
2: Yeah, like it's just yeah, super
0: super shitty. I agree. And to me, like six and ten would be super shitty. Six and ten would be a disaster. I think six and ten would be bad. Yeah, I, I think seven and nine would probably be pretty bad too. 8-8 Eight and eight would be that classic place where you're like I, I, I'm. T- I'm just tired of talking about next year. Like th- those those conversations just have to stop, or else you're just a you're just kind of like an average franchise, and that's probably what they are right now. But they get talked about in the last couple years at a much higher level because clearly everyone loves John. And you meet John, how could you not? Like he's a super high level guy. But his job is to put together a football team, and as of right now, it's very questionable. And Kyle is thought of. And we do this, and a lot of people do this around the NFL. And you text with GMs or whatever; they they think highly of them. But like high level coaches, like Doug Peterson, just wins. <laughs> like Doug Peterson's,
2: his worst year was seven and nine, with a rookie Carson Wentz. Yeah, I to me the words relevant. Like at eight and eight, they're not relevant. They're not relevant to the playoff race. They're not relevant to TV ratings. They're not relevant. Like, locally, it's just people aren't fired up. It's just, eight eight. hey, Nate, they, they, people, oh, I'll well, check them out. But that's not re- that's not really relevant. Yeah. Are you winning games? Like, do I go, this is a playoff
0: team. Or, like, we, we got a legit shot to make the playoffs. Yeah. And that conversation, for me, like, the, the Niners this year need to be having that conversation in November and early December. We got problems. I don't feel great about it right now. I don't either. But I'm also not, like, as long – I don't feel great about it just because I don't trust. Like, I, I don't make that big of a deal. Like, yesterday, Gabe Jackson gets carted off practice. The first thing I think, like, he just blew out his knee. Like, I, that's a big deal because that guy's just gone. But when a guy's injured and then he found out, well, he's not – He didn't weeks. blow out his knee, but, it, you know, he's going to miss some games. You're like, well, it could have been worse. Luckily, it's early August. So also, I, I know
2: – But also, you know what? Like, I know what Gabe Jackson looks like when he's on the Raiders offensive line. I don't know what D. Ford or Nick Bosa look like when they're on the Niners defensive line, right? Like, I know when they say Gabe Jackson's healthy, enough to come back and play, what that looks like. Well, that's a good point there. And I also know,
0: like, Gabe Jackson's just tough. Like, he can play through injuries. Like, can these guys? Can Can Bosa? D's proven. Like, to me, D's a proven entity in the league. Like, if you get him to Sundays, he can function. Like, we'll see. Can Bosa play 10 snaps without going down and being carted off? That's what I don't know. And, like, Jimmy for 16 games? What the fuck does that look like? So I, I'm starting to like kind of question. I don't know, and that's where to me good head coaches they 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 find a way. They're like the seals, adapt and overcome because they do. Parcells did it, Belichick did it, Andy did it, Pete Carroll. did it. Like good coaches just find a way to win after a couple of years because they've been in control. And, I, and I'm sorry, being having a feeling for evaluating does matter as a coach. I'd say yeah because at the end of the day. Even if you're not, like, have the final say, you are influencing the GM. Because the GM's not going to want to give you guys you hate, right? So there is an element. If this guy just cannot understand players, that's that's a major red flag, guy. It,
2: it really is. Speaking of uh, understanding players, communicating with players, I'm, I'm going to call an audible here. I, I do want to talk about Napa, but maybe we'll do that another day. Because did you see this report, John? From- no. No. Now, I, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm a little skeptical, and this is probably unfair. Is this when, a new report that just came yeah, out? just came out. Uh, Hit me with it. Oh, no, this is not. What the fuck? Bleacher? This is two what, days old. It just alerted ha- my phone. What happened? The, the The Raiders haven't heard from Antonio Brown report. Oh. Well, I just saw
0: it. I saw it this morning that he's got radio silent. Yeah. So yeah. We can talk about this? Why
2: well, I, I just saw it today. I, I mean, it, so it just must be that it, this guy, he tweeted it. What's today? Friday, Wednesday night. Local TV reporter, Chase Williams, sports anchor WPXI. I'm always a little skeptical of sports anchor reports. But I
0: think a lot of people are just picking
2: it up because I got Roto World Football okay. just tweeted it. I just right. have no clue. Okay. So it's it's getting received like it's new. Uh, here's his tweet: Chase Williams, WPXI. Ten practices into training camp, Antonio Brown has already gone "quote unquote" radio silent with the Raiders. They have zero clue where he is or what the progress with the foot injury is. So he just disappeared. That's what the report says. Um, I, it's definitely possible, but like I said, I I always like I'll I'm kind of waiting for Vic or somebody on this because. But but again, they they have to tread a little lightly because they can't crush
0: it. when They know he's going to be around, right? It's a tough spot for them.
2: Yeah, but I do think you can get a. Uh, uh, that's not the Raiders have heard from Antonio Brown. I think you could just get that. But is like is John going to lie to them and say he's heard from him if he hasn't just to protect the relationship? I don't. Well, think you kind of so. have
0: to. There. Well, I you think I see
2: the,
0: to me, it's their best player that he can't scorch Earth August 9th. now. If it's October, mid-October, and you're two and seven, I get—I don't even my addition might be out there two and five, whatever—and it's just going the wrong way. Yeah, I think you just lose it. But I think now, and we saw with Hard Knocks, this isn't crazy asshole John Gruden anymore. It's a little more measured. I think that's a good way to say it. He just—he's just, just kind of careful because he knows the players are just a lot different in terms of the way they're able to handle it. This is the ultimate. Like if you're John Gruden, couldn't you just couldn't you in your mind be like, I'm pissed off, but really Antonio is too. He's like just in a bad spot because he feels like he's kind of letting guys down. His feet are fucked up. All he wants to do is play. Because I, I'll defend the Raiders here. Everyone's like, oh, middle about to shit on. No, you didn't, that's not. I operate. You think I'll go left? I'll hang a right. I I do think it's probably fucking with Antonio's head. Like I finally got away from Pittsburgh. I got my wish. I got a raise. Antonio is not, to me, Randy Moss or whatever that just wants to chill all month and then be ready for the games. Like He wants to practice, and I think his feet are all messed up. Now, I did see a couple people tweeting, Antonio, who surely has been using these type contraptions
1: mm-hmm. for
0: a long period of time, he would have an idea of like what you wear in these things. Like it's Could it be somewhat of a cover-up, there's something more or something else? Because when I saw... In the Hard Knocks, the the, the limited video they have of Antonio, remember the it opens up right with AB like in Florida with that personal trainer, and you can see him grimacing. You're like, God, he's clearly in pain. I don't think he's. This is before we. I mean, at the time when Hard Knocks filming, they don't quite know what's up, but he's just in pain. And I, I think his feet are really fucked up. I think yeah. something is wrong, guy. Something is wrong. Like this might have happened whether he was on the Raiders or the Steelers. Like, his feet are messed up. And yep. I don't know if it's necessarily because
2: he went in without slippers in the cryo. Like, he's... I Yes, yeah, I, I am 100% with you there. Everyone assumes that. Maybe that's what happened, but I got a hard time believing it's like... Like, that shit's like minus 200 degrees. You think he just fucks around with it? Like, he's too... Like, when I look at him, I know we talk about him sometimes like he's erratic But he he's uses funny. it all the time, too, so he knows. Well, but... So, but you could make the case like the more you use something, the more you feel like you know, you, you stop wearing a helmet on a bike, whatever. But the one thing I'll say about him for like we talk about him like he's unpredictable, but the one thing I feel like I can predict about him is that he probably knows everything he puts in his body, he probably knows his workouts to a T. Well, like, he does, like he, he, he treats his body like it's super his important temple. to him because it is. Like you, so, like you I'd be I surprised if he got just reckless. I'd be surprised if he got reckless. Now that said, I do read this report and think I do think people in Pittsburgh are getting a little giddy about this. Fuck and yeah, they are. And that's where I wonder and, and this is not a shot. I know we got some, you know, T V anchors out there that listen. Appreciate you guys. But I, I do think and I and I would put this honestly in the same standard as radio hosts. <laughs> like to me there's a difference when a beat writer reports something. I agree. Then I this just a, this is a little bit of a difference and I I'm just waiting. If this had been Steelers beat reporter, I would receive the report a little differently. Than if it was that, fou- if it
0: was the Fowler guy for ESPN that follows the Steelers, yeah, I would, I would just, I'd believe or it. any
2: yeah. like anybody that I just know. So I don't know. Uh, it's not impossible to believe at all, and it's—I mean—it's not good for the Raiders just that this is even out there to any degree. It would be somewhat of a
0: disaster if they were just checking in, like bro are you still around? Like, how are you doing? Is everything okay? And he's
2: not responding at all. That That's yes. a problem. No, if they, look, this guy <clears> if it they don't there, know where he is, it's a problem. A journalism degree. If it's, if any part of that's true, it's crazy. I just wonder, like, I do think there's probably some element in Pittsburgh. of like, Oh, they don't, no one even knew what we went through out here. Let's make sure people, let's take some pleasure in what's happening to the Raiders. And sometimes I'm not even saying, I'm not saying he's making it up. I'm just saying, I wonder if the person who's, Giving him that story is just a little giddy about it. And
0: I completely agree. And I do think I, I argue with Raider fans sometimes on this. You have to separate two conversations. Antonio Brown, no one disputes he is the best, I, I'll say it, the best wide receiver in the league. It's as good as it gets. <laughs> like, if you had, he's, you want him in a big spot on a Sunday throwing him the ball. He's elite. You also have to factor in the entire NFL. A guy like that, that's relatively pretty young and bend durable, would would easily garner a first round pick. No one fucked with him, guy. No one was offering them picks. The Raiders got him for a third and a five. Like there's a there's a reason that Khalil Mack went for two ones. Like this guy who was elite, and at the end of the day, no one minds paying a top uh, the uh, the best of the best the premium, and no one was messing with him. Now the Bills kind of tried. But even they were like, yeah, we're not going to pay him, you know? So there is a major red flag, because I keep getting a lot, well, we stole him, we stole him. No, you did not. You you got him basically for free because no one else wanted him. Even the Raiders, like that's why you acquired him. He was cheap. (laughs) You even said, we're not giving you our second rounder. We're not doing it. It, it, If he was Julio Jones, you think Gruden would have said, you can't have our second rounder? No, here's we were traded in a heartbeat for we probably would have traded pick twenty seven for Julio. But for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, this guy's a lot of people around him think he's kinda of nuts. And nuts in a way that it's one thing to be kinda of nuts like uh trying to think of like a nutty guy in the NFL. Like some crazy defender or whatever. That just kinda of plays nuts. And then there's does everyone hate this guy?
2: You know? It, th- I, I think what you just said a second ago. Antonio Brown who hard knocks I think this part you'd agree with me they 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 set him up like he's the best receiver in the NFL and I think most people talk about him like he's definitely arguably the best receiver some would say inarguably but he's Arguably the best receiver in the NFL, right? No no one even thinks twice when they when they hear what's his name say that, right? Got if, they, traded if, he,
0: if if he would have said Derek Carr's the best quarterback in the league, that would have gone viral. Like what's this guy talking about, right?
2: For a third and a fifth, John. A third and a fifth. Did you see what Duke Johnson got traded yesterday for a fourth? A third and a fifth. Like I don't think we talk about that enough. I,
0: I feel like I do. Not on I Yeah, mean, but you know on, what I'm saying? I, I feel like, like I, I just think interacting. Like it's gosh. one
2: thing when you it's what um it'd be one thing to be like, oh the Steelers, wow, they really wanted them out of there. They took a third and a fifth. But it's like but to me the real angle is what you said. No one offered a third and a fourth. No one offered a second? Like third and a fifth was the best offer they got and they're like, Fuck it, we just let's go. Well what if I told you this
0: guy, I found this house in Alamo. You know, one of the richest places in America to live. It's like a four million dollar, four and a half million dollar home. The guy's willing to sell it to me for one point two million. What what would your first response? I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna sell it to me for one point two million. What would your first But response? you gotta say yes by midnight tonight? But what would your first response? I'm like, this guy's gonna sell me a house for one point two million, it's yeah. probably worth like four point eight.
2: Super nice guy, just wants to help you out. When no, your the first response, response is, be what the hell like, what, is, what is wrong with the house? Wrong with, wrong, yeah. Why hasn't he sold it for four? Is it
0: literally on the San Andreas fault line? Is, is, it, uh, is it infested with rattlesnakes? Like, what is going
2: on? Haunted? And, yeah, that's something's going on here. Well, you know when what my you, dad told me in Davis? There's this house that he said looks beautiful. But, like, every two, three, four years, it goes up for sale. And he said the reason is that it's right next to a house that the owner rents it to college students constantly and is like an absentee owner. And so it's unbearable to live next to these people next to this college house. And so even though you got this nice house, it never, it's always selling like under market. It's in a good neighborhood, but it's up for sale every three, four years. So I asked him like, if you're selling that house, you have an obligation. I I do think you do have an obligation to tell the buyer. I think there's some law about that, but like, do you tell them the reason we're selling this house is because it's next to college students? Or you just offload it? It feels like, he said, everyone just offloads it, and then they find out the hard way that it's a bad spot. This is not that. Like, you know ahead of time, this, Antonio Brown was a house by college kids. We know that. Well, how often in the NFL? Did you get offered a, a $1 million house in uh, Alamo? No,
0: I wish. I mean, you, you, they wouldn't. Even if it was the the Antonio Brown version of Alamo, still like two point seven million. Yeah. Well, if that dollar.
2: if that deal checks out somehow, it's just the nicest person on earth. You just you got to find a way to get that money together. You know.
0: When I when I say in in the NFL in the last ten years, how many legit players have just been benched for a game, either self imposed suspension or just benched for the entire game. Not like a series for yelling, like the entire game. I can think of two offhand, and that's it. Who are the two? Andy suspended Marcus
1: Peters.
0: (laughs) And Marcus, at that time, was clearly not quite as good as the hype had been the previous years. But I think Antonio, by far, is the only player of his ilk. Like, the best at his position. Who was the other guy? Well, just those two. Oh, yeah. Deshaun a long time ago. Deshaun, those that's two what I guys, thought, but those two guys got suspended. Like he's like, you are suspended. Antonio Brown came to the game dressed. He did not play. He didn't get suspended. They just they just didn't refuse to play him in a must win game to get into the playoffs. I think they lost, but they didn't have a tiebreaker. So, but the point was like they had they had gone to the the and they were done with them. So and here's another notion. I get this a lot from Raider fans. He asked his way out. Guys, he threw a fucking ball week 17 at Ben's face. They benched him week 17. To act like they were on great terms. Yeah, Antonio got ahead of it publicly, but I think the Steelers were over it. (laughs) And think about being over a guy that had six straight years of 100-plus catches and 1,000-plus yards, which I think we had talked about a long time ago. It was like an NFL record. We might have tied Jerry's record. Maybe Jerry did it seven times. I, whatever. I mean, it's an incredible accomplishment. Like, produced at a historic rate. Not like, you know what, Devontae Adams? Had some pretty three good seasons. Like, no, this guy had a historic six-year stretch for a historic offense with a Hall of Fame quarterback. With one of the great franchises ever that's always winning. Like, it was that we all watched. Like, every NFL fan, you and I don't watch every Steeler game. But if you follow certain teams, you just end up seeing the other team, right? And my experience with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I've really... I mean, I've watched because they play on Sunday and Monday nights and stuff. But, like, just a legit, like, 10 a.m. game or whatever. That Raider game, four or five years ago, when the fucker had 18 catches and 300 yards. It was just like... that. And that's kind of when it was quiet. I don't think he'd quite become Antonio Brown the personality then. Like, he was, but it wasn't helicopters, like... He was about to jump the shark, but I just wa- remember leaving that game thinking, "That's the most incredible performance I've ever seen." Even if the Raiders' defense sucks, that that was that was remarkable, right? Remarkable. I, I, I'll never forget that till the day I die. Will you? No. I just it, it was a clinic of just I am beating the living shit out of you. You could quadruple team me. We're throwing it to eighty-four. Papa's
2: anger is what really what I really remember too.
0: Oh, because the the final play where he got him in the field goal range, they had like thirty seconds left. They hit him on just a basic slant, and he took off like
2: eighty yards. And I think he fell, didn't he?
0: Down did the sideline,
2: ca- or did he get caught? I, I think maybe he got caught on an angle, got pushed. Well, he's out
0: he's him. not he's not Odell Beckham. Like he's not he's a four five eight guy. He claims he's really fast, but he's actually quicker than he is fat. Like he's not there's a, he was a six round pick. For multiple reasons, but he was not a four three guy. You think of him like that because he's one of the great deep ball receivers ever. But I really think he's a better deep ball receiver because you could argue he has the best ball skills we've ever seen, guy. That's the other thing. Like Randy Moss had elite ball skills, but Randy Moss also six four. So he was just way higher. Like Antonio's a midget. What how good Antonio is, it really is almost underrated how good this little guy is. Like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, yeah, why is Julio good? I don't know. He's 6'4, 230, and runs a 4'4'4 with a broken foot at the combine. He's like one of the great. He was the number one overall recruit. He was a top five pick. Antonio went to who knows where in central Michigan. He was a six round pick. He's like this self made Jerry Rice. I mean, that's what he is. But he is a pain. Like, it is. I I expected it probably to not go well, but this has been a disaster like we talked about the Niners being a disaster. this is now a disaster. Now, this in defense of the Raiders, they didn't create this necessarily. Like this injury, they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And how could you you had like to me, Bosa injury, the Niners knew kind of that's gonna come.
2: And I'd also say, John, this injury does not fall to me in the same category of other A B distractions. No.
0: I, I don't think he meant for this to happen. Like I do think somewhat I just harmless. mean, it,
2: he. this happened, I think, in an effort for him to be a better football player. Whereas other shit happens just because, whatever, it's weird. 100%. Is there a chance
0: that he has, I feel like I started following him like mid-year last year on Instagram, have like just a stress fracture in his foot just from overworking? Because it doesn't feel oh, yeah. like he ever takes a day off. Is there is there something in that? Because I had a theory, I, I have a new theory actually that I think part of, and I think there have been studies on this, right, that kids growing up, you shouldn't focus in on one sport because the burnout rate one and just the injury rate two. Like, I think it's a big problem in basketball when you read about these basket. There was a long, like, ESPN wrote a long injury. Yeah, remember football.
2: we talked about it, about uh Yeah, and just guys
0: playing so many basketball games that back in the day. Like, it, was there something in, like, the 1980s when an NFL player, once the season ended... Even if you were like Joe Montana and you won the Super Bowl, you just like take 2 months off and drink beer and hang out and then your summer you would just kind of hang out and then you'd come back and get in shape. It didn't feel like those guys went down like flies. Now, their careers were shorter. But is there an overworking just with sports in general now? Like is there too much emphasis on this super super high-end training?
2: Well, I think uh it's an interesting point and I think it goes back to the thing you said about um, we were talking about Michael Irvin the other day when you, you had the quote Michael talked about running routes more than the catching, right? Like, I think, to me, what you're saying is our athletes spend more time training to play than just playing. And the playing might be the thing that actually is better for you, right? Because the skill is going to be more important than the 7 versus 8% body fat.
0: Well, like, I think a good example would be could the mid-90s Dallas Cowboys, would they still kick the shit out of most teams now with the way that they just operated? Probably not lifting anywhere near as much as these guys, eating the food. Would they still be elite? In 2019, if you just could warp them, do you think? Like, would they still be able to hang with anyone? If they were the same size they were? Just everything's the same, 1992 Cowboys, boom, put them like against the Saints opening night. or let's. That'd be tough. Saints opening that would be
2: tough. Saints opening night would be tough.
0: You don't think the Cowboys could? Saints
2: opening night? That'd be, I don't the know. Ni- the don't 92 Cowboys? That. You don't think Michael Irvin and Emmett Smith could hang? Uh, I didn't say I didn't think they could hang. I just said the Saints is not the team I would fucking pick for them. Got you, I'd argue, what if the Saints proven they're better than those teams? Hmm? They didn't see anybody playing football the way the Saints play football. Like, that football didn't exist. But, I, but I'm saying, like, that team, you know, got the offseason through, really. to,
0: like, prepare and stuff. Right? Like, they were...
2: The rules, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. You you just told me that one of the offensive lines doesn't lift weights.
0: I'm not saying doesn't lift weights. I'm just saying train like they trained, like not probably take the summers off. They yeah, lift weights really, in training
2: camp. I don't. I don't have. I don't
0: know. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer either. But my, my, my inclination would be, fuck yeah, they'd hang. They'd win, or they could win. Like with the '94 49ers, who remember they used to battle with those teams. You, you don't think they could hang in the league right now?
2: no I don't I don't think that I don't know what to think
0: because uh, I do but I also think when you hear some stories now I think by the 90s most of your offensive linemen there is there were some like 270 pound offensive linemen right that's
2: just that, that my, that's my curiosity is the line the strength of the lines
0: yeah the 70s you read some stories about like a 245 pound guard you're like yeah that that would be a problem. <laughs> But to me, in the '90s, it felt like, like there were relatively people. You mean Middlecoff middle Davis High? That was about 197. <laughs> quick quick feet. I see. I I don't know. I, I I do believe though there is an overemphasis on the training 365 that has led to just more freak injuries because you're just pushing your body to limits that I don't know of our human body is meant to be pushed.
2: Well, and you're not, those guys, yeah. I, and I think you're you're. You're not working other like what people always say about work. Just you you work different parts of your body, right? From baseball to football to basketball to whatever wrestling. Yeah,
0: and I'd and also say in football, whenever you watch one of those HBO shows on boxing, I'm not like some boxing historian or anything, but if you just know the basic premise of the sport, you spar right to get ready for the fight. Like you want you can't just go to a fight having not taken hits for six months of your training. You have to get used to like building up the calluses on your body and taking the hits and just you know building up your body armor basically. Well, in the NFL for a long period of time, when there it felt like again, I I don't have the official information studies, there were less injuries. They would practice in full pads, hit tackle, and they were fine because they were like building up the sparring from the off season, Mm -hmm. or I mean, you know, of training camp, and now. And we talked about this with Jimmy playing the games. And you, you see all these quarterbacks. No one really plays these games. It goes 0-60 to 60 like that, right? You just, last night watching the Charger game. You're like, oh, Kyler looks sweet. Is, is Joey chasing him? Oh, no, Joey's in. Oh, they didn't even, they left Joey and Ingram at home? <laughs> like, they don't. But week one comes. I don't even know who the Chargers are playing. The fucking Browns, whoever they're playing. They're not in the division week one? Maybe they're playing the Chiefs week one? I don't know whoever they're playing week 1 it's just going 1 million miles an hour and how often do we see those first couple weeks like oh whoa even last night i saw this crazy injury of Javon Curse not Javon Curse but uh whatever the curse is the wide receiver that used to be on Seattle had his leg snapped it was terrible but i think we i feel like we see those more now just because these guys just the subtle movements of like oh i know i got to get down
2: Jermaine. Jermaine
0: you're just not quite used to the speed it's like why does a batter in the big leagues once he comes on a, he goes on a rehab assignment?
2: Colts Chargers, right? That's pretty. That's a pretty good week. Yeah, game, like guy.
0: what time is that kickoff?
2: I don't Morning? know. Morning, um, afternoon. That's a good afternoon. Yeah, Johnny Cueto was pitching to like Arizona League dudes the other day, and he's going to be in the big leagues in September. So I, I don't know, because
0: I, I do feel like in college because the counter would be well college they don't have any preseason games and they start fast. I do think if you go to college practices you see a lot more live scrimmages during this couple week period of time for them getting ready. They have to, right? Yeah, but,
2: but also, yeah, they got spring they play three they play spring football games with pads. Yeah. But they but, and their spring is with pads. But right? also John, Mike, the other thing is like start fast, like I, I I don't know, both teams are starting from the same point. So start fast or not, they just they're going to play the game. No, I agree, but both. But I'm saying it's putting both players at a disadvantage because you're just... But that's what I'm saying. If you're at an equal disadvantage, how could I... So what if you don't start fast? You'll get there by the third quarter. Like, that's all but I'm saying. I, but my point is you're more likely to have these catastrophic injuries. Because uh, the, the
0: speed of which everything's going on.
2: Yeah, but but what I'm saying is the problem in the NFL is that not everyone's playing at the same speed because some people play nothing, no games and some people play all the games. You're talking about in the preseason? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the difference between what the speed... I don't think everyone's... I think in college football, everyone's at the same speed week one.
0: I would say for the most part, yeah. But my point is, on football, what even makes it... Like, Kyler, let's say, has a really good preseason. Like like last night. You know, boom, boom, keeps playing well. Well, he gets a little comfortable, and let's say all the preseason games, whoever he's playing, they're not actually playing it, like... They play, right. Let's say, hypothetically, they play Denver next week. You're like, oh, I want to see him against Vaughn and uh, Bradley Chubb. And then you flip on the game. You're like, is that Vaughn Miller in street clothes next to Vic Fangio? Yeah, he's not playing. So, Kyler, you just get this false sense. And then week one, you're like, holy shit, this guy's a little faster than I thought. <laughs> right? And you get pummeled. And I break my leg because I, I think I got an angle. But I haven't, I don't really quite understand the speed of the angles yet.
2: So, no, it's, um, I don't know what I you're going to do about it. I think that's fair. Uh, but there's
0: no there's no way around the A-B situation has, couldn't, I, I mean, I guess couldn't gone much worse. Would have been like a catastrophic injury and be like, out for the season. That would have been the worst. But in terms of, he has an injury, but no one really knows what it is or how bad it is. And now he's potentially gone radio silent and potentially left the Marriott this is the worst-case A.B. because he's becoming A.B. again. He's becoming the guy that we saw in the shop. He's becoming the guy that threw the fucking football. It's just, it's always something with this guy, and it gets back to what your original point is, how fucking nuts it is that one of the, not the best wide receiver in the NFL, he's one of the best wide receivers for these last six years we've ever seen in NFL history in the peak of his powers, like, kicking ass. It's not like, well, guy, he's coming off a bad year, he's getting a little older. No, kicking the shit out of people. I think he had 107 catches last year, and again got benched. So you you can you, that 107 can, with AB could have been 120 fast because he has 13 catch games all the time. Went for a third and a five, and
2: this is why
0: this, not because he you, just this. I, yeah, uh, you could make this. the
2: case uh, we're crazy not to believe the guy that rep- not to believe the report is true.
0: Well, yeah, I right? believe you, you. You are crazy, and he's a little to ish you kind of have to believe everything you kind of get. Yeah. And I saw some people tweeting this is very Raiders. And Raider fans are going to get mad here. So it it is very Raiders when the Raiders are typically the team that fuck with this guy. That's why it's very Raiders, right? They acquire this player more than most whoever this is over the years. Like they mess with this guy. This is their ethos. This are, is their
2: human. Are you saying we shouldn't talk about Mark Davis and Vinny Bunt in your story? <laughs> I mean, if you want I, I could take it or leave it. I just, I've never seen an owner talk like this. I i would
0: be, and I, I i hate hypocrites and I hate frauds, very hypocritical if I was critical of him for swearing in an article. I mean, I, I swear a lot. I, I have, it'd be hypocritical of
2: me. See, I don't think it would be. I don't think you're right about that.
0: Because he talks like, like most owners probably swear. So he's just not faking it. Why? Why even fake it? Well, because – for...
2: but, but, but to me it just goes back to uh, NFL owners don't talk this way. I don't – like, I'm not offended by it. I don't really – I honestly don't care. I got. I have no problem with it. So that's why I don't think it's – I'm not saying, like, dude, you can't talk like that. Like, maybe that would be hypocritical. But to me it's just another example of how different the Raiders are than every other team in the NFL. Yeah. Whether I, you think I... it's right or wrong, and I don't think it's wrong. It's just an example of this is not how the rest of the league operates. That's and there all. are
0: things in there that I, I actually, I think this article shows why Mark, again, I've, I've never had an issue.
2: I was telling, I was telling Alyssa the night we were watching Hard Knocks. Like I like, I've had the interactions we've had with him. I like him. Yeah. I, He's I enjoyable.
0: Hate, I can't stand and he can't stand me His right-hand guy, Mark Bedane, uh, Mark Davis, every interaction I ever had with him was awesome. Now, he might have got mad at something I said about he should hire Jim Harbaugh, but he tried to hire Jim Harbaugh, one, and two, like that's a normal take. And.
2: Uh, they got mad because you said Vinny Bonsignor was their. Uh, well, I started mouthpiece. ripping
0: him. Yeah, and it, clearly that's his guy, and I, I get it. You're sticking up for your guy. It's a weird guy to have, but that's your guy. Now he's an athletic writer, so it, it, it was an entertaining. I read it last night at dinner. Uh, did a little, you know, I needed to get out of the house, went to Broderick's downtown before the youtube game just had a burger which just, uh, know, burger ate, fries ate at fries or salad no fries just salad i've cut out fried food i've lost like an extra five pounds nice uh
2: i, I, had I fries did, at about I did have a cocktail and I
0: a cocktail, a cocktail I mean, vodka sodas are zero calories but i did have a little ice cream on the way home and a couple more cocktails on the way home
2: but uh whoa 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 a couple more cocktails on the way home
0: no once i got home Oh, okay. I had one drink at dinner, and then I had two more watching YouTube and doing a little work and messing around. But I agree with like Mark the Oakland. The the politicians there are a joke. I mean, they're they're not a laughing stock like locally. They are the standard for the laughing stock, and you could argue this country. They always have been. Like I, he's not wrong there. Now he made some comments when he went to the city of Oakland. Like I need help. And to me there's one thing of a lot of owners want help because they don't want to spend their own money. I do think that was kind of symbolic like is this guy fit to be running an NFL a major NFL franchise that has no cash? Like he just they're getting free money from the league. He had the little cash that he had and like was one of the big reasons they couldn't sign Khalil Mack and they talked about it in the article because of Gruden or because they spent so much on the move that they didn't have the cash to actually make the big payment that Khalil Mack knew he was worth.
2: And this is part of what is endearing about what makes Mark Davis different. No one—he
0: he embraces he's kind of poor.
2: Yeah, no one would say that, but it gets used against you, right? It it gets used against you. But part of why I think he's saying what he's saying is like it's it's over. Like the battle's done. He's gone, so it doesn't really matter what he says about anything as it relates to Oakland.
0: I do think though, there's a possibility. That the A's end up moving to Vegas one day, <laughs> that would be fun.
2: <laughs> that would be funny.
0: Because I, I do, do you think that's a possibility one day to happen? uh oh, yeah, do you, you think do you think Major League in,
2: Baseball is going to be in Vegas until until they have a new home? I guess people always bring up other cities.
0: But I, they're. I mean,
2: do you think they're going to stay here? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's been going on for so long. I truly don't spend much energy on it. I do think. I don't either. But. They have, but I just mean like they have, they have like people that they have people in charge of that that are not just career Oakland A's employees. So I think they've got yeah. a chance.
0: And that would be my my big especially if they're willing the to build
2: like, and we know this about here, right? If you're willing to build it yourself, which they are, they're willing to privately fund it. Then that's that's a different animal.
0: He he was really bad that Bedane got a number with the city of Oakland for the rent. And then they tried to go to Oracle Park. And, like, this is the... Like, you can't call the A's dysfunctional, which I, I do think there has some merit there when you factor in the stadium. Because he he said, like, we're not talking about the coaches. He's not talking about Billy Bean or Bob Melvin or the players. He's speaking about their business people. And he tried to make that very clear. Like, this is not a player or a Billy Bean thing. This is, like, their people that are talking to the city. And... Like, Mark, your guy, Mark Bedain, your fucking right-hand man, thought that you could go to Oracle Park and play. When one, the Niners in a million years would never let you, and the NFL was never going to allow it. And the Oracle Park was not an NFL stadium. So, yeah, when you had to go crawling back and accept their offer for way more, you were in the wrong there. It, It was... It was just out of touch. So you guys are still to call. You guys do not have any area to call anyone dysfunctional. You guys are the pillar of dysfunctional when it comes to business stuff. Football wise, most people would say they're the they're the standard now in football. The, only the Browns have lost more in the last twenty years, and now it's clear the Browns are pretty good. Raiders still suck, and even Mark admitted, like, yeah, it does kind of suck that we're leaving. That we still suck. <laughs> you know, we're just not any good. Yeah. But they're yeah they're gone. See you, adios. I I, I would say this to all the Raider fans that listen. I do hope one day, and most people when you talk to don't actually talk like this. Maybe it's more of a social media thing. There's just element, and it, maybe this is it's inevitable when you have a two team market, and there's one team that's always going to be more popular, right? That's just this is the nature of any market with two teams: White Sox Cubs Cubs Lakers Clippers Lakers Yankees Mets Yankees Giants Jets Giants. Though the New York ones are skewed because. The Mets and Jets, their fan base number-wise. Like, you see, the Raiders wanted this out fast. Like, it was the second most watched Hard Knocks ever with 850,000. I was like, who's won? Oh, the Jets with 1.3 million. It's like, yeah, they're still the New York fucking Jets. So, yeah, they're the second fiddle team there. They have way more fans quantity-wise than the Raiders. They, they just do. There's just more people there. They just And they've been there the whole time. You just got to shake like, you wouldn't say that about the 49ers, you went not the 49ers, the Kyle Shanahan, it's always about, like, not even talking about the 49ers. Don't fucking worry about it. Like, stop having this chip on your shoulder, everyone hates you. No one, most people want you to win, I, I don't want to, unless you're really shitty, like I don't mind the Antonio Brown story, but I'd rather watch a 11-5 and 5 team than a 3-13 and 13 team.
2: Well, I think. and I get, like your owner, I, I always enjoyed Mark Davis. Yeah, look, I think the Raiders get a lot of shit, and they always have gotten a lot of shit, but it's for a different reason now. It used to be people hated Al and the franchise, and that's the way the Raiders liked it. And... But those like now it's a bunch of 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds, who just they make fun of the Raiders the same way they make fun of the Browns or another team that is bad and is funny. Like, that's To me, it's that stuff, it's, which, which is easy to shake because it means it's not actually about you, the Raiders. Like, people used to make fun of the Warriors. It wasn't about the Warriors. It was just all the crazy shit. And P.J. Carlissimo and Latrell and Baron Davis. Then the Warriors started winning. and Because it was never about the Warriors. It was just about them being entertaining to people who wanted to be entertained by somebody else's team being bad. It all went away. Like, the Raiders, to me, it's there's, there's generations of fans that hate them because they're the Raiders. But that's not what's out there now on Twitter. The hate they get on Twitter has nothing to do with hating the Raiders. It's just about... NFL of course, Twitter the Raiders traded makes, for Antonio. Yeah, of course, Antonio Brown went radio silent on him. Of yeah, course. yeah, it's just it, 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 NFL Twitter just makes fun of whatever's funny. It has yeah. nothing to do with the brand. Like, people get so obsessed with the brand. This one, I, I'm not saying that's not part of it, but I'm just saying the further away we get from Al and the, the renegades of the 70s, the more it's just, yeah, we just make fun of NFL teams that are train wrecks sometimes. That's all. That's yeah. all.
0: It's really that simple. And when you're... When you trade Khalil Mack and when you acquire Antonio Brown, and then he goes radio silent, his feet get burned off, and then you just, it's all, and then your hard knocks episode's a little questionable. It's just, it's easy to pile on, you know, it's just, you, but you created this. That's a, that's my other thing. Blame, blame the team. Stop blaming everyone else. All right, some NFL headlines, John. Uh,. I'm just going to – this is a really quick one. He yeah. just made two that sweet catches. Quick. Nikhil Harry, I mean, he's going to be awesome for uh, for the Pats. Just two sweet back shoulder catches. Number one scouting thing, when you cannot run, you have to have contested catch or make contested catches. I, I think he's going to be like an Anquan Bolden type. An Anquan Bolden type. That's – you just – I could see it last night. He's going to be – he's going to be good. Brady's going to like him. Brady's going to like him.
2: I think the best argument against him is just – I think, or the argument you hear the most is just the Patriots don't have a great history drafting receivers high. But that actually doesn't reflect Nikhil Harry, right? And they've done, to do it, they,
0: they've done it one time over the last 20 years, and it failed. So, they don't Well, they, they don't also. Well, they took, the
2: who's the guy they took in the third round that was a, was a Second or third round? Well, they took the Jackson kid
0: a long time ago that was Chad a bust from Florida. Yeah. They took a guy in third round that sucked? Well, Jackson was a first-rounder? Yeah, but this that, that was like oh, 06. You know, that was so long ago. To me... How do you feel about Nikhil Hara wearing eight? Did, well, I think part of did he pay it is like Brian other, Hoyer for that. Yeah, I just think other guys have numbers. He, I don't think he would be allowed to wear eight in the season. Like he's a, he's wearing a teen or he's wearing an eighties number in the season. I, I saw a lot of weird numbers last night. I, 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 think it's part of the problem is when you have ninety man rosters. There's, if you're a rookie, even if you're a first rounder, is there a chance the Patriots do that to kind of humble? You know, it's just like that's their hazing. Like, I, I, the, I'll say this. The one thing that stuck out in Hard Knocks was, like, we ain't fucking doing no hazing here. Like, you can ha- make them buy food or whatever. I'm like, I like that. Uh, I think high-level teams don't – the hazing thing doesn't exist.
2: Which which catch did you like more from Nikhil Harry? The first one, the back shoulder jump or the first down stretch? I like the first down stretch.
0: Yeah, first down stretch, sweet, sweet. The back, the back shoulder stretch, though, that was, like, a 25-yard one down the left side, to me that's very – like, that's going to apply to the – like, he's going to do that a lot with Tom.
2: Well that was Tom, right? Or no? No,
0: I yeah, Tom didn't. Play Who
2: out. was that? So I'm I'm just catching up on the highlights.
0: Here. Well maybe Tom did. He was dressed. I don't know if he actually took I the think snap.
2: that uh who's their backup quarterback? Who's wearing two?
0: Uh probably the kid Oh, kids it's from Hoyer. LSU. No. Oh, I think it's Hoyer.
2: Hoyer. I think it's Hoyer. Yeah. Um uh, all right, I got one for you. Daniel Jones. I mean, wanna hate wanted to hate the pick. Still can. Uh boom, boom, boom. Did he hit his first four or first five completions? Touchdown pass was sweet ball seemed like it was in the air for a little while, but like you told me beforehand, if the DB turns around and grabs it, but well, that's part of the challenge.
0: What do you think of, uh, of this comment? He looked pretty good,
2: didn't he? sort of knew that when we picked him. Can you hear that? He was pretty good.
1: He looked pretty good, didn't he? sort of knew that when we picked him.
2: Oh, he looked pretty good. We sort of knew that when we picked him. Or he's pretty Pat, good. Didn't he? Pat Shermer feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't no, go there, it, dude. He was good, but a
0: little arrogant after one preseason game against, like, the twos and Slurries.
2: Yeah, why well, do that? Come on.
0: It, that, that's a little unnecessary. Unless you're right. <laughs> well, he did look good. He did look smooth. And again, a lot of people I knew in the NFL did like him. They didn't like him at six, but they thought he was, like, a fringe first-rounder. So he's not—they didn't just take, like, a fifth-rounder in the first. This guy was a talented player. Yeah. Now, his counterpart in the game, Darnold, also looked pretty good. And I'm telling you today, read the, or just this weekend if you're bored, the Gase article's is good.
2: Definitely.
0: He's got a good coach. Like, they, they're going to be a good match. Did you see, see
2: Gaze hit the smelling salts? I, I did.
0: I, but I think a lot of coaches now hit the smelling salts. <laughs> um, well, when you read about Gase, guy, he sleeps. He, his wife said he gets home at two, he leaves at six. So, he, I mean, you've got to wake up somehow. I, I, I don't know how you function in
2: life. I asked somebody for a uh, Tylenol or like an ibuprofen the other day. Yesterday. And uh, it was a girl, and she had like a little, uh, you had, like a little carry case with it. And she opens it up, and there's three little like liquid gels, and one Xanax, and all the liquid gels are covered in Xanax powder. And I was like, "Is this? You know, I'm kind of blowing on it, but I'm hoping that I've not that the Xanax would have done anything to me. But I'm just never taking a Xanax. I didn't want the I've, Xanax I've, powder. I've never taken a Xanax either. I was like, I just, "Is this going to be okay?". And then I started thinking, like, God, I should. I should just pop some greenies here pregame, you know? So this was like a, a baseball trainer? No, no, no. Just a, a, a friend. Oh. <laughs> Not a baseball trainer.
0: So this wasn't at the Giants game. They it might have been, but it had nothing to do with
2: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. anybody associated with any team. Okay. I, I thought, um, yeah. How about what do you think of Kyler Murray?
0: Uh, I mean, he looks like a midget. He looks. He's the smallest NFL quarterback, I think, since Doug Flutie. But he, I mean, he throws a great ball. He throws a beautiful laser spiral. Now, he's fast, but is he going to be able
2: to run away from every defensive lineman? Like, what happens when Aaron Donald body slams him? You guys get up. Yeah, uh, the to me, I just and again, admittedly, just watched some of these highlights.
0: Well, that's, he just played the one series, so his he, he his threw R-
2: six balls. Well, I want you to see his R- You see the RPO throw is classic because
0: oh yeah, when he throws it kind of behind him
2: because he like is kind of puts it out for the running back, takes it back, steps forward like he's going to run, stops, turns, looks to the sideline, throws a bullet. And as I'm watching that highlight, I'm like, oh, this is a sweet play. Well, then the receiver catches it. Three guys are there, drive him five yards backwards, and it was a law lo- made. Maybe they ruled it a no gain. Um. And whoever was calling the game, was it was Wolfie and, uh, yeah, and, and Pash on TV? Yeah. Pash is like, oh, you don't see that a lot in the NFL. And he's right. I mean, he calls a lot of college, so he sees it. Um, but it looked sweet until the defense absolutely snuffed it out.
0: I, I thought DJ had an interesting tweet. He's there calling the Charger game on radio. And I watched this thing he did on Instagram where he was clearly on the field talking to a bunch of people for the game. He said, biggest takeaway from Kyler Murray's debut. This ain't the offense he's going to be running in September. So clearly someone told him, like, yeah, we're just running some basic shit today. This is not what's going to see. Like, he's not just – he's not guessing with that tweet. He, someone told him something on the sideline before the game, whether it's Steve Conn. He knows all these guys. Yeah. So I don't really know what that means because I was thinking watching it, why wouldn't you run that offense? It looks pretty good. <laughs> but, like, what else are your plays? I you have some special plays that no one's have seen? I, I don't quite get it. I'd have to look at their schedule, who they're even playing, but he's going to be able to at least scramble away from a lot of people. Like That's one thing he's going to have. But, someone's going to get him, right? Someone's going to get their hands on him, being that a D lineman. So they open up week one against the Lions. Then they play the Ravens, then they play the Panthers. So their schedule kind of eases into the season.
2: How about, uh,
0: I'm not not sold,
2: but I'm not going to say he's going to revolutionize the game. How about, uh, challenge, uh, passenger ferns challenges. I, you told me Lund tweeted about this. I didn't see it. I hated it when it was created, but I haven't seen it yet.
0: I think it was late in the jets giants game. And it wasn't. I, I have no problem. And I I've said this: the standard needs to be risen. It is unacceptable to miss blown, blatant plays. Too much money on the line, jobs on the line, everything's on the line. Then the one thing I've thought about in like the last week with that mindset: if you're for the coaches or a GM, that is something on the line. But if you're the owner, or even the uh, like the league office. This is all a TV show to you. It's just a mechanism. Well, I, to make yeah, money. like you don't that's care.
2: and that's where I've always kind of felt about it. I will say to me, there's a difference between the league and the owner. Like the owner, there's money in going having an NFC Championship game in yeah, place.
0: It, it, it definitely. It, I'm
2: talking more the league office. But they, to me, it's, it's like it's all at the end of the season. Someone's going to win the Super Bowl. That's all. That's the NFL. That's a successful season. The season, The Super Bowl doesn't get canceled. Successful year. Doesn't yeah, matter if you're, who wins if it.
0: You're si- if you're sitting in a league office or as a broadcaster, you have zero. Doesn't well, matter. What about? What Who cares about their GMs? The Saints, the GMs, yeah, the the Saints, the Saints got
2: screwed. Whatever. Somebody yeah, was going to. Okay. Yeah, Sox. what about
0: John Middlecoff that had $500 on the game? Like, it's just unacceptable. Well, you know
2: what? Because somebody else won $500. Bucks. Yeah, and they shouldn't have. But, but right, but my point is, like, somebody's gambling again. One of you is going to lose your money. But you, you agree,
0: like, the Saints won. <laughs> this is pretty obvious. I got no problem with you throwing a flag on that shit like that, right? Yeah, on except here's. Like the, yeah. Yeah, That one's a little sketchy, actually, the one angle, but that's even a better one. I
2: don't know if that one gets overturned is what my thing is.
0: I'm talking like a clear, you know, where the guy like tackles him. You know when you're watching like a Sunday night game and everyone's like, oh, where's the, the, no flag? It's just a play like that where everyone universally like it's clear P.I. I got no problem with the flag. I do have a problem with because I hate defensive holding. I think defensive holding is the most overcalled playing sports guy. We're, like a defender. You don't know the plays coming. You're backpedaling. Like you're allowed, you should be allowed to grab a little bit. They overturned the the play last night. It's that to me is not PI, but I, by the letter of the law, it is PI. I think you're going to have some times. So what are the rules, right? You get two challenges coming into a game. And if you, like, if you keep winning challenges, do you never run out of challenges?
2: How does this work? I, I was thinking about this morning. I'm like, I don't even know the rules. Uh, I have not dug into that rule yet. Admittedly, what I, I think don't, it is, I'm not saying the I, pi rule. I'm just saying you come in
0: normally with challenges. You get two challenges, right?
2: You get it right. You you get it wrong, you lose it. You get it right, you keep it. You get it once more.
0: And if you lose it, you're just out of challenges. Yeah, like
2: I I don't you don't just get infinity number of challenges.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like if you keep winning, you just keep your two.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. It think It
0: eventually so. runs out. But yeah, so if if you get the challenge wrong. You lose your next challenge and are out of challenges. That's why a challenge is kind of risky. So if you get it right, that means you still get one more challenge. Correct? I think that's the way. I could be wrong because I'm thinking about it this morning. I'm like,
2: I might need to Google this rule. Yeah, I. Do uh, you, get, how, how, I think guys you def- get? I think people definitely run out of challenges. Yeah, I think you get one and you get it. You keep it if you get it right the first time. Does that sound right? Or is it you get two, and then you could... Like, what's the maximum number of challenges you can have in a game? Two or three? I, I, I thought it was I thought it was two. Two. Meaning, you get one to start the game, and if you get it right, you keep it.
0: So, if you get the challenge wrong, you're out of challenges, and you can't challenge. I've Does watched that sound games. right to you? Yeah. I, 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 guy, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know the letter of the law. Belichick would fucking have my ass out of the building. I you know what like, you don't know, know what's funny? Route.
2: So, uh, you have to have a timeout remaining. Uh, well, that's part of it. Yeah, so you get one more challenge. So, you, you get... What's funny by the way is so that you
0: basically get one coming in and you yeah. get to double down if you get it right.
2: As someone who has read and st- I I don't want to say studied because obviously I didn't I didn't have this rule ready. The N- NFL rule book, the NCAA college football rule book, the Major League Baseball rule book, the NBA rule book and the college basketball rule book. People bitch about the NFL rules. It's I think the easiest rule book of those 5 to read. Just just want to point that What's out. What's the hardest read all 5? Um the rest of them are all kind of in the same category of just the way that the NFL rule books formatted in a way that pretty just, black and white. You think it's just it, yeah, it's just easier. It's just easier to consume. It's like written in English, which gotcha. people always complain that the other rule books are not written in English. It's like you're
0: saying like the NCAA basketball one is like written by a lawyer. That's really complicated. it's
2: just it's like they all have like eight like one 8.01 a and 8.01 B but it's but it's like the language is like you have to I got to read it like three times to understand what's being said. Whereas the NFL one's pretty clear. But anyway, got
0: gotcha. you.
2: So I, I don't love. I just wanted. To brag, I'm talking about a play. Words. Let's
0: say a go route. It's a 50 yard play. that's incomplete, and where the where the where the corner's being handsy, not impeding his ability to catch the ball, but just kind of has his hand you know, on the guy's jersey. And maybe, you know, grabbing a little. Maybe grabbing a little a little cloth. That, to me, is on the letter. I get the letter of the law, P.I., I'm okay with it. Now, if you grab a hand, if you tackle, I get it. But I think when you challenge that play, especially in the second half of a tie game, they're going to overturn it because by the letter of the law it is. Like, you're supposed to just mirror perfectly, mirror, 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 shoot hands up. Like, that's not realistic. You're kind of holding on for dear life as you're running especially against the good players, I, I think we're going to see a lot where you're like, oh, come on, you know? I, I think that's what's going to happen a lot. But I also think it's going to be make challenges a little more complicated, right, because you don't want to blow your load on something stupid early in the game because you want to hold that back. I've had people DM me, like, do you think it's going to change strategy? You could argue it might. You just save a deep bomb in for later?
2: Yeah, you could. I I think the way you – we were talking earlier and you you said, you know, it's like the play where the ball deflects off the ball handler in basketball, its fingertip last when it's tipped out of his hand by the defender. And I always feel like the guy who was handling the ball, even though the defender hit it and it just – because it was in his hand, it like hit his fingertip last on the way out of his hand. To me, like the guy who was dribbling technically shouldn't have the ball, but I think he should. Like it got knocked out by the other guy. I mean, like, in pickup, everyone would give the guy. Not the pickup this Same deal with, like, the neighborhood play at second base. or You know the one I really hate is overslide the bag. Not overslide it, but just, like, as you're popping up for a second and your foot's not on the bag and the guy keeps the glove on you. You're, you're fucking safe. You're not out. That one I hate. But in replay, uh, now that, you're, that you're that out.
0: Doesn't bother, that doesn't bother me. In enough. replay,
2: now you're out. Because to me, what yeah. baseball's really about is beating the ball to the bag. That's what it's really about in those plays. Now, you still got to stay on the bag, but in, like, the – for a millisecond from one toe to the other toe. It's like what you're about trying the, to stand What about up. the
0: dude stretching a double to a triple that's hauling so much ass, slides heads first, touches the bag before the ball, but his momentum takes him off, and then he's like like six inches off. He leads back and gets tagged before. That,
2: yeah, that's clearly you're out. That's different than what okay. I'm talking about. I'm okay. talking about pop-up slide at second. Okay. I'm, and just I'm like as you. you're going from your left foot to your right foot for a split second because it's like you're, you're a fucking human body. Like not everything... Well, because anyway. I, I, I think players, DBs are coached. They're not going to call PI
0: if you just use your hand to kind of mirror them. Don't grab, but just keep your hand there to kind of feel. And I think letter of the law, that's going to get called a lot. There, there are going to be a couple moments on TV where I think people are going to be confused. This is what we wanted, John, but it'll
2: probably be fine.
0: I think, but there could be a moment. It might not. What if I got $500 on the game and I lose? It? I'm going to fucking lose my yeah. shit. Yeah, Because it, it is, again, guy,
2: unacceptable. Also, uh, here's what's reality, though, as unacceptable as it is. How many replays do you watch and you go, I'm still not sure? Well, they're going well, to still haven't... have to make a decision.
0: I think the best replay of that of all time was last year with the Edelman. Like, did it touch his hands? Did it not? Remember that? They like, showed three angles. I'm like, I think it did. I wait, think wait, it wait.
2: Didn't. Which play?
0: Didn't Edelman have a punt in the AFC
2: Championship? Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did I, I mean, at first, he's like, He fumbled! But then it's like, did it touch him? And it was it was crazy. I think they got it right, that's but it right. was one of those that even the best replay in the world, this fifteen billion dollar business with the best cameras in the world, that's one of the rare ones where it's like a lot of people are kind of on the fence. Like I could kind of live with either one, <laughs> but it's a like plays like that are pretty big. There's a play, and I think the PI thing is going to be well. What happens if you're down fourteen points in the second half? Your offense has been shitty all games, like seventeen to three, and you're just getting your ass kicked, and you throw up a deep bomb from like the four your forty to like the ten, and you just get a free PI, then you score, then you get the ball back and you like win. Something like I mean, there are gonna be some moments like that. Be like, you know, kinda of bailed him out.
2: John Mayer, what could, John Mayer postgame? What'd you think? Where John Mayer postgame? Oh well John Mayer <laughs> I just figured you saw it like he did after a concert, like a post-game, like podium interview with one of the other guys in the band. And he just goes through the set, and he's like, "Yeah, I thought it was strong." Like the guy has the towel over his head. And the other guy, he's like, "You know, I really thought we brought it home. The crowd, we had a good crowd tonight." Uh, you know, he just do this on Twitter, or I think they just, yeah, I, I guess they just posted it after the concert. And the, the my favorite part was just afterwards, like. All right, thanks. And then they both, like, hit the table, kind of get up the same way. As it was really funny. Like, pretending to be athletes almost? Exa- no, not almost. 100%. <laughs> it was really
0: good. That is, you know, because they don't ever get, to,
2: you know, a press conference after yeah, a Yeah, just talk right. about the set, you know?
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
2: Uh, okay. All right. That's that about note. my takes. All right, hey, we got games this weekend. Saturday, right? Two games? Two games tomorrow, yep. You excited? Yep. Yeah, so we're getting Papa calling the Niners game on TV, right?
0: Papa calling the Niners game on TV. Okay, while the Raiders game is on the other TV. Okay, don't you think for a second I've already envisioned some, some shots that I'm taking of photos, not personal. Yeah. Shots, but just I love that inter-
2: he. I love that he hasn't decided whether or not he's going to break out touchdown Niners in the preseason or save it for the regular season.
0: As I, I understand. I think he said on radio a couple times that he's not going. Yeah,
2: to. Yeah, I understand. You don't want that to be your, like your first home run. Well, yeah, the preseason one doesn't. Spring training, it's not really your first home run.
0: Gonna be a lot more people watching him. you know.
2: But does his first touchdown, 49ers, Does he want that to be Nick Mullins? I mean, I don't even. Not even Nick Mullins, like uh, yeah. whoever it would be, uh, Wilton Spate. To uh, but kind of is
0: like, it, it doesn't. But don't but don't you think by next year it doesn't even matter? You just call, make the call preseason. Like once you've established what it is, you
2: can just use it. Yeah, but also it's like I whatever. What there's no right or wrong to that. Either way, it's going to be fun. You could argue, like I, you could argue, just go hundred mile. Don't save anything. Go hundred miles an hour from the start. Right.
0: You're. I, I. That would be my. I hope he does that. Well, I, I don't think he's going to. But tomorrow, I think they're both on at the same time. I'm pretty sure. Or one's at five. One's at six. If you told me right now, a million dollars, you have three seconds to tell me who they're both playing, I wouldn't well, a million bucks. I, I, I knew just because the Rams have been joint practicing, so they, they're already here, and the Cowboys are coming. So it's just, it, to me, it's just the opponents. Like, I, I didn't know a lot of the matchups. Like, Texans are playing the Packers? I, the, these ones, because we did talk about earlier this week, the two games, if this was a, during the season, this would be sweet matchups. Cowboys and the Rams? I mean, it's pretty sweet. Like, hard knocks should be good next week. They joint practice the Rams for two days. Like, legit full-go practices. Like, there should be a lot of good footage ne- next week with Antonio Brown going radio silent. So, we got the Raiders kick off at 5 o'clock. Who's on their TV broadcast? The Musper Or is Beth? Yeah. And then the Niners at 6. So, you're going to get them both on a TV at the same time. So you got something to do with Saturday night. I mean, just at least football's on. Honestly, the football last night wasn't that terrible. Just because there was – so you you would have been at the Giants game. So the first game kicks off last night, Jets-Giants, at 4 o'clock. NFL Network's playing it. Well, about 10 minutes in, weather delay. Because they thought lightning strike. So, they clear out the players and they tell all the fans to go to the concourse. Mm -hmm. Always like, what's that like in the concourse? (laughs) That's going to be. But then, like, a person in the media, like 10 minutes later, was like, it's a little weird. There hasn't been a drop of rain yet. (laughs) The weather hadn't come. But NFL Network was kind of screwed, right? They had just planned on playing that game. So, they come back to the studio and it's like Scott Hansen, but he's not in red zone mode. He's more just sitting there with David Carr. And he's like, let's just go around the league. Like there are a bunch of other games. So they just start flying around kind of red zone style, but just leaving it on the game. And every game was kicking off at like 415 or 430 around the country. And it was the, it would be like Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. I was like,
2: God, this kind of feels like the NFL.
0: I got to a bunch of starting quarterbacks. Now immediately you got to change the game after a series because, oh, Baker's out, (laughs) you know, Uh, Lamar's out. But for a stretch last night, the starters did play in like that 430 window for about a 15-minute stretch, which was fun. Which felt like, okay, it's a little football-y, which is not going to be the case. I don't know what Gruden said if De- if Derek's playing, but we know Jimmy's not. Goff, I think it's safe to assume that they- he's not playing, right? Because he hasn't played the last two years. Why would he play this year? And Dak, I could see Dak in the series, maybe. You know one thing that's a little weird? Huh. And it hit me the other day, a shot at Raider practice, because it was a shot of the Rams' offense, and it's Kellen Moore, who's the offensive coordinator, and Nussmeyer, who's the tight end coach, oh. who is now technically works for, you know, takes orders from Kellen Moore. Kellen, yeah. <laughs> this guy coached against him way back in the day, kind of. I mean, indirectly, he was offensive coordinator at Fresno State when he was at Boise. Small little valley that connection is, there. That is. That's good. All right. See you. Get it. Grasslands. Outside. Land. Oh, yeah. Ease. Promo go there. Manscaped. Manscaped. Check it out early. Promo go there.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.